0: Save the date if you not fake. HJ got a plate and a hot take. They gon' get you moving right. These goofy types so keep the uncles goofy tight. Look, let's get it lit like a Lucy. I right? show the world that we can build when the crew unite. And while these frauds out finessing your protest? I'm in the gulags, logs playing chess with the hoteps. The whole tip's been told you, don't sweat, bro, I ain't gonna hold you, keep receipts for the things that they told you, ears to the street, they got secrets to go through, the whole tip's been told you, don't sweat, bro, I ain't gonna hold you. Keep receipts for the things that they told you. Ears to the street, they got secrets to go through. Hold up and build. Y'all know the deal. We go in for real and ain't got no chill. Teach me how to grip. Teach me, teach me how to grip. Teach me how to grip. Teach me, teach me how to grip. Hold and build. Y'all know the deal. We go in for real. and ain't got no chill. Teach me how to grip. Teach me, teach me how to grip. Teach me how to grip. Teach me, grip. Teach, me teach me how to grip. The whole tips being told you, don't sweat, bro I ain't gonna hold you. Keep receipts for the things that they told you, ears to the street, they got secrets to go through. The whole tips being told you, don't sweat, bro I ain't gonna hold you. Keep receipts for the things that they told you, ears to the street, they got secrets to go through. Hot tip and build, y'all know the deal. We go in for real and ain't got no chill. Teach me how to grip, teach me, teach me how to grip. Teach me how to grip, teach me, teach me how to grip. Hot tip and build, y'all know the deal. We go in for real and ain't got no chill. Teach me how to grip, teach me, teach me how to grip. Teach me how to grip, teach me, teach me how to grip.
1: We live.
2: We live. What up, people? Welcome to episode 281 of what I think is the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts. It's the only podcast I watch. Uh, I'm not a black man from Exton, Pennsylvania, but I am a black man from Palmdale, California. I'm Patriot J, and I am honored to be co-hosting tonight's episode on in Jamaica. Having a blast. What's going on, H.J.?
1: Palmdale what?
2: Palmdale, California, man. We got... We got Afro Man, and we got Joshua
1: Trees. Y'all probably got a lot of pogs out there, too. That sound, like that sound like y'all got a lot of fine white women. Yeah, that yeah. Like... Uh,
2: I will say we are the only conservative area in all of Los Angeles County. Oh, really? Yep.
1: You grew up in Palmdale?
2: Yeah, I grew up in Palmdale. Uh, I was born in Glendale, which is like more closer to downtown LA, but I was pretty much raised in Palmdale. I claim Palmdale. I hate when people from Palmdale are like, I'm from LA because you're not from LA. It's like an hour, hour and a half away.
1: Um somebody said y'all hotels be towing the line. <laughs> Talk about Unk's toe. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds to me like you grew up very privileged, sir. Palmdale sounds like a privileged area.
2: I will tell you, uh, Did you my grow friend, up white? yeah, man, my friend DC capital came to my neighborhood one time and he was like, damn, bro, this reminds me of pre nine 11 America. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> I, I didn't have it too bad is what I'll say.
1: One of them well to do Negroes. You know, well, I'm glad you got some sense, you know, yeah. how long have I, I've known you at least since you was in a high school, right? Yeah,
2: man. I think like uh, I found you guys online. I was probably like senior year of high school, first year of college, like 2014
1: 15. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what, you know, cause you know, it's real easy for a college kid to get lost in the sauce and end up in the wrong place in the political spectrum. What drew you to the hotels? What made you say, you know what? I kind of fucks with these guys. Is it because and I also want to know, you know, is it something from your past that made you hotep that made you say, aha, I remember this, or was there awakening? What what brought you to the hotep side of things?
2: So I feel like I've kind of always been a hotep, but I never really knew it. Mm. And I went to college and I did get lost in the sauce. Let me tell you this, man. I took um you know, general education unit. So I took an English course, and it was called Africana Studies English. It was essentially like a CRT course, what people are talking about now. So I was reading like Bell Hooks and things like that. Mm. So um, that was my very first year in college. I'm I'm bright eyed. I'm like, oh wow, college. This has to be right. So I came out of that semester. I was hating america bro it was they they taught me to be down or to go against like the white supremacist capitalist patriarchal society that is america so i i bought into it Uh and then um 2015 spring comes around my second semester this is my uh it's going to be my first year voting i just turned 18 so i'm getting involved in like the 2016 primary and i'll say i always have been a hotep because even when I was very young, I was politically active. Uh, and even when I was like, I guess a Democrat, my dad was putting me onto things. Like he gave me a David Icke book, I think when I was probably 12 years old. So I was always taught to just question authority, but I was still down with the Democrats. Cause I feel like coming up, the Democrats were what the anti-establishment you? party. I felt like they were the ones like going against Bush and fighting against the war and things like that. Whereas you look now, the party switched somehow. Mm-hmm. So 2015 happens, I take intro to logic and that really opens me up to critical thinking for my first time, which is crazy. Cause how can you go through elementary to high school and not take a critical thinking course? So that was my first time being introduced to logic. And I said, you know what? This was also like the first wave of BLM too.
0: Oh, wow. So there was
2: a lot of, there was a lot of things happening. There was like the BLM people and they were saying, you know, get in your feelings. You're a victim. Mm -hmm. Uh, America hates you because you're black. Mm -hmm. And then I'm taking intro to logic and they're teaching me to be objective, not subjective. Don't be swayed by your emotions. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just do my research. And I think uh, I was... Like my last year of high school, I guess was kind of my spiritual awakening. So I was, I was deep in spiritual Twitter. Okay. I don't know if I think I, I might've, it was like the 33rd son dude. And then I think through him, I might've seen Shar, And then that might've led me to you. So, um, all that's happening. And then you're like one of the only people at the time speaking out against BLM, calling out Sean King. I saw that as the alternative to, BLM, and it was perfect. I've been down with the cause ever since.
1: Mm. So it is true that HoTep's been told you.
2: Hundred percent. Now Man. people will people will make jokes about Sean King all day, but it was not the cool thing to do in twenty
1: fifteen. It was not. It was not. I remember they came down on my neck. Every time I criticized Black Lives Matter, it was on my neck. I'm like, "Yo, this shit ain't real, bro.
2: This not mm-hmm. how
1: real shit move, bro." And I didn't have any proof. I just knew that, you know, real revolutionary movements don't get logos on an NBA court.
2: Right. You're not <laughs> you're not doing deals with Wells Fargo.
1: <laughs> Yo, DeRay was he was doing a speech and you look behind it, it we was sponsored by Wells Fargo. I said, Yeah, this ain't the revolution.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> I think uh the thing that kind of caught me at first was because it was so very gay. Mm. Like all, all the leaders were gay. And then also my kind of transition away from the Democrats happened was because I felt like they were being too gay. I remember on college and this is nothing against gay people or whatever just the agenda uh during college there's this thing called transgender visibility week this is like 2014-2015 they have a week and i didn't know about this but i knew about this because the flags were all over my campus they had signs everywhere it was tranny week and then february comes around I'm like, where's the Black History Flags? Where's our posters? <laughs> what, what you gonna do for us? And and they were silent. And so um, the Dems got a little bit too gay for me. And then I saw this BLM thing being very super gay. So I just was, I knew it. that was not for me.
1: You know, I got tipped off um, when it was Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner rolled around. I think she had just won um, Woman of the Year or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I made a comment and when I made the comment, I was attacked by a bunch of people. So I just started going down the line and just looking at who I was attacked by. And it said, BLM, 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 BLM. And was black people, but everybody <laughs> said BLM. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, why the fuck are niggas mad at me talking about a white woman? or white man or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was like, I was really trying to figure out, so I was like, oh, there's a correlation between the rainbow and BLM. That was my first thing that tipped me off. And then I started doing my research. I was like, oh, this is a gay organization. Got right. it. All it makes that sense.
2: intersectionality that they talk about is really crazy. Cause it's like, oh, well. If you pro black, then you got to be pro this, that, and the third, because everything is intersected. Everything but white. You you can't can't advocate for white people, but if it's not white, then it's fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, on the topic of critical race theory, um, because you said you studied some of that stuff. Yeah, it, it
2: wasn't. Slow. It wasn't called like crt course but looking back it was crt
1: it was definitely crt yeah um because you're in legal you're a lawyer right yeah um you represent people through grace legal group um, based out in uh, california right
2: yep uh pretty much all across california we get socal norcal (laughs)
1: um but uh what Hold on, the feed acting stupid. YouTube been acting yeah. like this all week. Yeah, you
2: you paused for a
1: second. Did I pause? Yeah. Okay. All right. I think we back now. Um. So yeah. So uh, you passed the bar, became an attorney. Blah 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 blah. So on the topic of critical race theory, I'm trying to figure out how feasible is reparations, like from a legal standpoint. Is this like a waste of time? And then I have a second part to this question too, but is this something that can actually be fought for? And if it is fought for, is it, is it is can it prove to be fruitful?
2: I'll say from a legal standpoint, it, it is something that it can be fought for because the beauty of this country is you can fight for anything and it would be lawful as long as it goes through the proper channels. So it can't end up a situation like Joe Biden's student debt reform, where he just where he unilaterally does it and then the Supreme Court overrules it. It's gotta be done through the legislature. So whether state legislatures wanna adopt it first and then it makes its way through Congress or people just put pressure on Congress itself to act. But the legislature can pretty much uh, craft any laws that they want. And the constitutional basis for things relating to Economic matters is a lot less stringent than when you're trying to regulate some sort of fundamental rights. So, um, economic matters uses the rational basis test, which is pretty much as long as there are rational reason for it, then it's going to be constitutional. Whereas, um, if you're trying to, let's say, change, make a law impacting someone's fundamental rights, then that would be looked at under the strict scrutiny test. But rational basis is pretty much just like you have to. Prove by any sort of measure that it's rational, which Congress
1: can do. You said Congress can't do.
2: No, they can do it. Oh, they can. And, and as as long as they just back up a reason for it, it's pretty much going to pass the constitutional standard.
1: Hmm. Mm. Of of what you saw out there in the reparations conversation, um, is there any feasible argument?
2: I don't think the idea of giving money to Negroes is uh, the best thing. Okay. I, I I would like reparations to be talks of maybe, hey, um, let me be tax exempt for 10 to 20 years or wipe out student debt, things like that. Something that is more tangible than just handing out dollars. Because when you print money, inflation is just going to keep rising. And we've seen that for the last two years. Yeah. But if you're actually trying to right a wrong, then give us some sort of tangible benefit that can, um, make a lasting impact on generations to come.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, last question on this topic. Uh, I know that Barclays, AIG and a bunch of other banks and insurance companies have admitted to, um, uh, their role in slavery. Is there any legal, uh, way, um, that we can sue these corporations or is it past the statute of limitations or something like that? Cause we got them on off record of, apologizing.
2: Right. Uh, off rip, I'm thinking that it'd be a bit too old to sue cause anybody who might've been impacted by it personally is probably long gone. Mm. Uh, but you know, these institutions are woke. We can put, um, we can put pressure on these woke institutions to do something. Maybe say, "Hey, uh, no bank fees for niggas," or like we're gonna we're gonna loan you money at, at a very low interest rate and things like that. That would be more tangible.
1: I like that. I like that. Yeah. Hey, but while man. we're
2: on the CRT thing, mm-hmm. I will say I hold a very unpopular opinion on CRT. Uh-oh. I don't think it should be banned. Uh, you got conservatives saying man crt from school i just look at it as an attack on speech um if you don't like the ideas present your alternatives you shouldn't go out and be a crusade against free speech essentially
1: all right when you say schools you're talking about k through 12.
2: yeah okay maybe i I don't think it should be mandated but if kids in like high school want to learn about these things they should be able to take an elective
1: an elective i agree with um i you know so it's two ways to look at it right one is from your own worthless opinion right and the other one is from a legal standpoint and a, and a and a legal precedent right we do not want to set a precedent where we're coming in and banning books and stuff like that you definitely don't want to do that however um some of this material is not kid appropriate like you know, child rape, like this is the stuff right. that's in these books that they're trying to shoehorn into critical race theory. Yeah. Um, but
2: those things, I think if they're in there, they should be attacked through like obscenity laws. Correct. Cause it, it's, it's totally fine to, to ban porn from schools. Right. So if, if that's the case, then we need to do it through that way. Not like you said, just an outright ban on speech, because we'll never know if that can be used against us.
1: Yes. Correct. I like that. Through obscenity laws. That's the way we need to look at some of this material. Because I'm looking at it, I'm like, why would you even want kids to read this stuff? This stuff can, like, mess you up mentally. Um, You know, for me personally, it's just that critical race theory just seems like a horror flick. It's like, oh, look, how the white man kicked your ass, black man. Oh, look, another book about how the white man kicked your ass, black man. Right, and it's just like y'all got anything else to read in here? Can I get a copy of the Forty Eight Laws of Power? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> they gonna slander you on
2: Black Twitter for that.
1: That's all you need to read: Forty Eight Laws of Power. <laughs> That's the only book a nigga need. <laughs> Forty Eight Laws of Power is more important than a critical race theory course.
2: Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs>
1: I mean, so many studies can be branched off of that book. Did you read it?
2: I haven't read it all the way. I I got it, and I'd be I'd be perusing through it. It's got. I got it ideas. last year. My my dad gave it to me as a gift. It's a
1: it's it's a, it's a wonderful history book. I love mm-hmm. history, and the book basically just runs through a bunch of different examples throughout history. It's really all it is. It's just a history book, and um. You know, from there, it can springboard a whole lot of different research. But, I just, I, you know, critical race theory to me, you know, um, I don't like it in public schools. I got to be honest with you. I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, it's like, it's like telling your enemy to teach you your story. Word. You know, it's like white men.
2: I guess that's kind of. All
1: oh, history in general. Uh, Not really, the, because, you know, Hotep's, we got our own version of history. Right.
2: But I mean, like hi- history in school, you know, like the, the oh, textbook yes. Uh, history. Yeah.
1: Yes, correct. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to teach uh, a fabricated version of history, you know, your history, okay. the white man's history, European history and all that. If you want to teach that shit to everybody. You know so be it right but indians aren't saying like yo i need to learn about ganesh in school you know what i mean (laughs) right right they get together and they talk about ganesh and you know kali yuga and all of that on their own Mm -hmm. you know uh, uh the 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 critical race theory in public schools is inhibiting black children from learning because if the white man said, so i'm I'm all for the white man banning critical race theory, it's a terrible precedent legally, but from a long-term view for black people as a tactic, strategic move for black people, I think it's great because it's going to force us to say, "Well, if the white man won't teach us our history, we got to teach us our history, and it'll force us to go to black scholarship um and And you remember Sarnetta? Uh-uh. Oh man, Sarnetta, that was that was a crazy error. That was a that was a crazy error. Shut up, uh. Your big ass, ugly okay. ass foot. We gonna talk about your foot. Sarnetta Sin- <laughs> <laughs> is a... uh it was a a YouTube channel where all the hoteps used to go and debate. So you had your okay. Hebrew Israelites, you had your comedic folk, uh, you had your comedic Christians you know, your Moors, your Nuwapians, you had all of that stuff in there. Your Muslims, your, your uh, what do they call it? Uh, Circle Seven Quran Negroes. Uh, that was from Noble Drew Ali. So we had all of that stuff. So, you know, when when the white men don't supply you with something, you had to get it on your own. And I think anytime we rely on the system to teach us stuff, it, it's usually gonna feed us poison. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that point of view, one hundred percent. But it's going to be a terrible legal precedent.
2: Yeah, I just I don't trust black scholarship to to actually feed us what we need because I feel like the white liberal will just come in, buy us off, and then we're in the same loop.
1: Yeah, um, but we those were, those
2: those street teachers like they'll really give you game.
1: The street teachers is the real scholarship um mm-hmm. these other motherfuckers is scholar shit as as Shaka would say <laughs> um right but you're right somebody was talking earlier and i was talking about how i don't make black content right and um you know it's being black gonna get black people to watch the show like i don't really have to try like, <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> yo know, people like how come you don't make black content i'm like a shit ton of my viewers are black. Like Right, like, what What do they want you to talk about? What is black content? What is black content? So somebody said, I think it was Carlos Africa, he said, black content is when you pander to black people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. So that's what a black scholar would do, right? A black scholar would go, hey, y'all, the white man bad, and... We was oppressed and we was mm-hmm. slaves, and you know it would give you that whole fake revolutionary talk instead of telling you, you know, how to provide some strength and you know how to really right. come man, up.
2: man. I'll take I'll take we was kings over we is oppressed any day of the week.
1: Oh, this is a real hotel, brother. That's all I'm <laughs> saying. That's all I'm saying. This shit's embarrassing. You walk out in the public and it's just like, oh, you were slaves. Now we was we was we was no ah uh, yeah we were slaves like i gotta go along with this right shit. right it's not the narrative i would have set up for my people imagine you got a child who comes to this world and it's like you could teach him anything you know like i always think about like uh if you're a native population right you're a native tribe right and the native tribe tells stories about the old world and you know the 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 history of the tribe. Imagine the history of the tribe. Every year they get together and talk about how they got their ass beat. <laughs>
2: like, right. At certain point, just make some shit up, man. Word. You gotta inspire
1: these people. <laughs> Tell these motherfuckers we used to have man. giants and shit or something. <laughs> Right. Make something up. Inspire. This is what I'm saying. At least fucking say something inspirational. But to a child telling him that he was a slave is not inspirational at all, you know. That's all right. I'm it just
2: it just makes you want to say, all right, well, forget that. Like, I'm not gonna honor any of my heritage. We were some slaves. Right.
1: It just makes you say, fuck it. Anyway, um, all right, um, Let's get into the black Twitter Black Twitter report. Sponsored by NerdNash, NerdNash.com. Unk in the chat, he said his flight delayed. Oh, he must have got that beef patty on the way to the on the way to the airport. <laughs> um hold on, let me cover these super chats. Who we got here? Boris Kofi Thank you for the super chat, man. Uh, I think you got one thing wrong, H.J., the comment thread tying all the alphabets, BLM, Occupy, Green Party, etc., and Infinitum is the Bolshevik training, a Bolshevik money bag fund sources. Boris, B.T.Y. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, troublemaker a coincidence that CBDA, CBDC push aligns with 33 Tricky? Oh, here he go. 33 trillion. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, just saying, yo. Uh, looking forward to Hotep Court prosecuting Unk and his inability to be on vacation and continuously grifting. Tell me about it. Is that foot in the thumbnail real? Wait till you wait. Till, we gonna get to that. Uh, Jabari Judy said the real question is when is Patriot Jane Olivia going br- jump the broom? Bryson beat y'all to it. Yeah, you was at Bryson wedding, right? Yep,
2: yep. That was a real good time, man. It was uh it was a Hebrew wedding. I didn't know until I get there. Get this, man. I don't, this is something I talked to Bryson about. I don't even think he knew at the time. They had a Torah that came from the Holocaust. Nigga, what? (laughs) Yeah, I was making jokes. I was making jokes to the audience like, oh yeah, this nigga done sold out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wait wait a second. Cause I think his wife is adopted, right? Correct. So her family's Jewish?
2: Um, maybe, but I also know. Uh,
1: Who's I Hebrew?
2: Think, I think I think Bryson may be like a practicing Hebrew slash Messianic Jew. I'm not hundred percent sure. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna quote that, but I know he's a Torah keeper, and I know that's like Hebrew something.
1: Word, he yo yeah. Bryson trying to get in on my grift. I'm trying to become Jewish. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He did a real deal ceremony, man. It was like it was like an hour. But the 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 dopest part about the ceremony is at the end of it he performed his song Homemakers and dedicated it to his wife. So that was oh, that's that was real dope. nice.
1: That's dope. So um it was a Hebrew wedding. What's different about a Hebrew wedding from a normal wedding? I'm sure um, I'm sure uh, there was well, a, lot gave more, me, a lot more money yeah. than a typical black wedding. <laughs>
2: Well, first of all, earlier in the year, I went to a Nigerian wedding, and they got a, a part in the ceremony where they just shower the couple with ones like it's a strip club or something. Yes, this is true. That, that didn't happen at the uh, the Hebrew wedding. I'm thinking maybe some checks were written afterwards. Mm. But um, usually, it was a very I go long to go to a ceremony. A shit,
1: niggas is asking me for money. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was it was a pretty long ceremony. Uh, they just they do this kind of like act like the bride coming out for the first time. They have this like horn sounding thing. The rabbi blows it. It's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. He had two of them on stage.
1: Did he have the curly things on the side of his head?
2: Uh, No, I think this one, he just, his his hair was curly for sure, but, but he didn't, he didn't have the ones coming down. He was a little older. I don't know if he had all that hair. left. Okay.
1: It wasn't orthodox.
2: Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, they just—it's just very ceremonious. And then he did the whole mazel tov thing
1: and broke the glass at the end. Oh shit! Yeah, they got bracing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nah, but when I was talking to him, he was saying they did a rehearsal the night before. The rehearsal was like done in like ten minutes, and all of the stuff that was on stage, he was kind of confused that about because they kind of—they might have snuck that in. <laughs>
1: So they did a ten minute rehearsal. The next day was an hour long. He like, wait, (laughs) this shit wasn't here last night. Surprise, nigga. (laughs) That's how we do things. Surprise, nigga.
2: It's sold (laughs) out.
1: Gotcha, bitch. (laughs) Damn. Oh my god, that's wild. Nice Jewish wedding. Nice Hebrew wedding. Well, congrats to Bryson, man. Congrats to Bryson. Yeah. All right. Um uh let's get into the to the black Twitter report what is saying there
2: uh we got unc in Jamaica let's pink t- forces Oh, uh, let's yeah let's
1: bring this up let's bring this up yeah. let's 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 put this on the screen this is just terrible oh my lord y'all I'll come back he going to court let me bring this up on the screen. <laughs> oh, excuse me. All right, here we go. Let's bring this up. All right, here we go. Bing, bong. All right, let's go. Where is it now? Um, No, not that one. We just made a new one. Where did it go? Oh, here it is. Here we go. All right, so here go Unk. Y'all look at Unk. Look at this fool. So Pedro J, right now we got on the screen is un with a pink. What is this linen? This nigga think he got drip on. Oh, let me. (laughs) (laughs) Do you see the picture there in the chat? He's, he's standing next to the Jamaican flag that says one love. He got this jailhouse pose. Looked like he just did it, big. <laughs> and he got on Air Force Ones. Not, these aren't even Air Force Ones. These are the black Air Forces. These are the thug Air Forces. Now, right. you know, the sad part is Unc don't know how to coordinate his colors. Now, one thing you don't do is you don't put pink with black. That's something you don't do. Now, I can see if you had some pink highlights. Like, you needed to have pink shoelaces, pink soles, pink... Something in the shoe had to be pink for this to work. All black don't work. This is when you pull out your white slippers. Okay, this is when you pull out... Yeah, I think this would have been
2: fire with, like, some sandals. Maybe even some brown sandals.
1: He could have pulled his sandals out. But he could have did the white, he could have did the white air forces. This is the what this is what the white he, he air. He don't got forces the white air for. forces. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> he don't got no chucks. He don't got no air Un, forces. Unk on
2: that. Black Air Force Energy.
1: He could have had he could have even did vans. He could have did the white pair of vans. But we're not done with Unk. Once upon a time, Patriot Jake, Unk took me to court for putting my foot on the internet. Uh Uh-oh. And this fool takes a week off and brings us this dinosaur of a foot. First of all, I want to know what this titty, this nipple is on the side of his foot. Did he get shot when he was in Germany? (laughs) (laughs) Do you have the picture of his foot? Do you see this this this, it's a titty on his foot. I ain't going in on Un's foot, man. I'm
2: taking a spot.
1: Do you see the titty on his foot?
2: I am gonna ignore the foot and give the man points for the Yeezy slides. Those things are so comfortable. I got mine on right now.
1: Those not Yeezys.
2: Nah, those gotta be easy
1: slides. No, those don't. Tell fleezys. me, un got
2: the knockoffs.
1: Those is fleezies. <laughs> Damn. Unk Foot got the herpes. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga um got Flintstone feet. <laughs>
2: Where's the pool picture? Like
1: it's in the chat. Look in the chat with me. You a nerd? I didn't even get to the toe uh, okay, yet. Oh,
2: he, oh yeah, Go, gold stinking pool <laughs> <laughs>
1: look at Unk's black ass leg. <laughs> this is a black nigga. And then it just turns pink at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> this is the ugliest foot I've ever seen in my life. We not even get to the toes yet. Look at that toe. Oh my <laughs> God. Oh. <laughs>
2: i love uh, but it looked like he got a gout foot man
1: (laughs) that nigga needs surgery on them (laughs) toes. you gotta go see a doctor for real yo you gotta go see a doctor i'm really concerned for your health after looking at these toenails dog he need a pedicure he need a a prescription and a pedicure it's medicine you take for toes like that (laughs) 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 <laughs> Big farmer got a pill for them twos, yo <laughs> And he had the nerve to talk about me And this is his foot that he posts on the internet This is terrible
2: I, I, Looking at the whole photo um, those the, the pink shorts with like cheetah print is kind of questionable
1: With the cheetah print?
2: Yeah, if, if you go to I didn't even uh, get to that
1: yet yeah <laughs> we gonna right. go to that next thank you for reminding me don day said them feet look like a burnt steak <laughs> said he got the same feet from Saul.
2: <laughs> oh, brody said end up like Deion sanders
1: <laughs> <laughs> straight yakub energy he said Unk, ankle got diabetes <laughs> <laughs>
2: fucked up,
1: chat. That is fucked up. <laughs> Yo, Carlos Averis said, Unk got a 3X shield on his big toe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Unk got a plus 10 defense bonus on his feet. <laughs> 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 he got a plus 10 attack for them toes. <laughs> for every time he strikes with his foot. This is terrible. <laughs> Speaking oh. of
2: attacks and strikes, man, I was uh, I was playing the new Spider Man. I saw your tweet like before I, I bought the game about the whole gay homecoming thing. I was yeah. like, oh, I, I pray I don't get to this mission. I got to that mission and I almost turned my PlayStation <laughs> off. Bro,
1: listen, I had to put it down for why, for two days.
2: Why does Black Spider Man not have a dad, man? That's so fucked up. And why is Black Spider Man's dad named Jefferson Davis?
1: Mm. Stereotypical.
2: Some evil trickery by the white man.
1: It's some evil trickery. The fact that he ain't got no dad, and his dad dating a Latina. <laughs> you <laughs> right. Know, you know the black man's weakness is a Latina. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up, where Unks? Um, what's the name? Where are his, uh, whatchamacallit, his, uh, his cheetah shorts. What is that? at?
2: <laughs> it's in the, uh, the tweet that Goldstein quoted.
1: Okay. Oh, I just realized the nigga tagged you in his foot pic. <laughs> he tagged me in this shit. How dare he? <laughs> Pause. How dare you tag me in this shit? Now let's bring up unks. Unk's style is the worst, yo. We got to give him a makeover. This nigga has got no swag. Look at these shorts. What are these, Unk? (laughs) When I told you he was a Flintstone, I meant it. Hold up. Now I got to find a picture of Fred Flintstone. (laughs) Because he got on the Fred Flintstones. Look. Hold on, I'm bringing a picture of Fred Flintstone up. These the same trunks Unk got on. Hold on, copy image address. Let's bring it to the screen. Look, I'm gonna show you, I look right here. Same fit, same fit. Same fit. Right there, those Unk's trunks. And you wonder why his feet look the way they do. Unc feet look like that because he stopped the car with his feet. <laughs> <laughs> Unc don't got brakes on his car. <laughs> he, he told the dealership, you can take the brakes out. Just put a hole in the floor for me. <laughs> I can stop these. I can stop this car going 100 miles an hour with these strong ass feet. <laughs> I don't want to hear shit from this nigga
2: That <laughs> Let's get off of Unc's toe man
1: No the whole show is dedicated To this nigga's ugly ass foot He
2: said no It is in the
3: thumbnail
1: <laughs> <laughs> How dare he How dare he talk about My feet take me to Hotep court And then post This hideous Monstrosity of a foot
2: Yeah, he did open himself up for that one.
1: This is terrible. This is a terrible showing. This wasn't it. It's so bad, they don't even want, the the internet don't even want me to go back to the toe. (laughs) Um, you, You got charges coming when you get back next week. Un- Uncle Stone Tip <laughs> 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 He said, Unk need a foot transplant
2: <laughs> Joe Music said, Unk foot went through slavery
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carlos Africa said, yeah, thumb over the reel is boomer did you notice that? Oh, in the picture. In the picture, up um, got his thump, thumb over the. Look at it.
3: That is boomer.
1: If you notice in the bottom right hand corner chat, you see his thumb right there. This nigga's is just a super boomer. Fam, move your finger off the camera for you take a picture, at least bro. Crop it out. <laughs> at least crop it out. This is crazy. This is crazy. Unk got do better, man.
2: Hey, man, we- how how you feel about Swiss beats?
1: Um, he said Unc soul's got a natural grip.
2: <laughs> I'm trying to get off your toes, man, but the chat is hilarious.
1: Felix said you could walk through the desert and those. <laughs> Uh, Cassius cancer. said Unk's left foot was used to dig the Panama Canal.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Somebody called them, them slippers the Gaza Dunks. <laughs> uh. Come on, Dizzler. Oh, man. He said, how you got working man's feet and he do tech support? This is what I want to know. <laughs> what the fuck do Unk be doing with his feet in his spare time, man? <laughs> Unk, you really need some foot care, yo. It's it's a problem going on with your feet, dog. Like, seri- <laughs> there's some serious underlying health conditions going on uh, that's being expressed through your feet, man. I promise you. Um, Swiss Beats. Swiss Beats is he's a cultural icon you know he's a cultural icon uh he's had some suspect beats you know the people are basically saying that you know he's a trash producer and i think he's got a, he's got he's got a few bangers he got a few bangers uh he gave us dmx if it wasn't for him it would be no dmx so um you know uh, he's a staple he's a legend i think he should be respected I saw you put in the chat, you said you can't stand Swiss Beats. Why you can't stand Swiss Beats?
2: (laughs) Just listen to the beats, man. I, so, you know, I have like historically not liked his beats and I never knew it until I was old enough to realize, Oh, Swiss Beats produced this. Like I'll say on record, he made the worst Drake track ever. Fancy. I hate that song. I skip it every time. He ruined it. Um, I never realized how much I actually hated his beats until I think it was earlier in this year. He put out a single with Lil Wayne. Um, I forget the name. Can't Stop, I think, might be the one. Mm. Um, and even in the hook, Wayne's like, Swizzy gave me the beat. It's a headbanger, but it's not. I hate that beat so much. What's the name of the song? I think it's called Can't Stop.
1: Oh, let me look this up. Drake and Swiss Beats Can't Stop. Drake.
2: No, Wayne. Wayne.
1: Oh, Wayne. Lil Wayne.
2: Nah, it's not. Can't Nobody. That's what it's called. Can't Nobody. And then they said the song was featuring DMX. I'm thinking, oh, we get an unearthed DMX verse on this Wayne song? No, he's just... uh, like kind of sampled in the beat throughout the entire song
1: oh hold on, i'm gonna play I'm gonna play a snippet of this let me see if it sounds I'm gonna give my honest opinion let's see what this
2: Google Fi wireless
1: oh god fucking ads hold on let's let's listen to this let me see <laughs>
0: Sometimes I smile to hide the miles of my road travel, shake my hand, eyes look like solar panels Leaving bitches on their own like the Oprah channel, can't trust my shadow, that's the fact that can't get overshadowed Draco sounding like
1: his called Yeah, it's a little basic bitch. It's it's, it's like a, a sampled loop in the background
2: Yeah, I th- I just think it's his drum sounds that irritate me. They're so choppy and they hurt my ears
1: Mmm, yeah, he's not really Yeah, I wouldn't say he's known for his drums yeah, Yay Ye and Yay and Soldier Boy got better drums than him. Um, mm-hmm. Who else? Who else got? I think some... Tim,
2: Timbo's got like the best drums.
1: Timbo's sick with the drums. He's sick with the drum kit. Um, Dre got he's got sick selection with mm-hmm. the drum with the drum sound Man,
2: growing up is realizing Dr. Dre is just a really good sampler. My entire like kid life, I just thought, oh, damn, he's playing all this. And then I hear the songs where he samples it from. And I'm like, oh, you didn't do any of that. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm not here to shit on sampling because I do think it's an art form. But I never knew he just sampled shit and put it together.
1: Oh, yeah. A lot of those hip hop joints were, you know, somebody just replaying that shit because it's the same chords over and over again. You know, yeah. um, it just matters how long you play the part of a chord. Um. Yeah, uh, I remember when um, I learned about ghostwriting and then when I learned about ghostwriting and then I heard Dr. Dre on the same track as Jay-Z and I'm like, oh, Jay wrote that verse. I could hear Jay all in that
2: verse. <laughs> right. Um, Or the Dre songs with Eminem.
1: Yeah, yeah. The Dre songs written by Eminem with Eminem. Yeah, yeah it's like, damn, it.
2: Dre, your flow changes that much?
1: <laughs> yeah, you know Dre ain't write that shit. Right. Um, but Dre makes decisions, right? Which is uh, super important. Which I guess you know makes him an icon. But yeah, Timbo is probably gonna be your your drum guy. Um, Just Blaze was pretty pretty decent with the drums. Mm-hmm. I like Premier DJ Toomp. Um, I like Boy Wonder. Boy Wonder. Boy Wonder's dope. Um, Hit Boy.
2: Hit Boy is nice. His um, albums with Nas are so good.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got a uh, real good chemistry because it's about time Nas got some real beats behind him. So right, you know. that
2: that was the complaint throughout his entire career. Yeah. What is your beat selection, bro? But I really I enjoy the music that they put out. It gave me a newfound respect for Nas too. Um, because I wasn't really checking for him like that, but I can always appreciate an OG who's still dropping music just for the love of the game. And he put out, I think it was six albums in the past three years.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to figure out who those producers were on get rich or die trying. Uh, what's the name of those? Rock Wilder was, was dope. Rock Wilder is one of them and he was dope. Um, Oh, mm-hmm. uh, who was the name of that group of producers? They're really, really dope. Um, Oh, I, I
2: heard um, Scott Storch was at one point like Dre's ghost producer.
1: Yeah, I heard that rumor. Was it? Was it that? Um, but Scott Storch had he was he was scorching for a minute for mm-hmm. he, had a, he had for a hot minute he had a big run. He was like the, the go to guy for like a year. Uh not Shaw Money XL. Oh man, what was? I forget, man. Um, but they used to produce, this was early 50 Cent. Um, but yeah, I mean, Swiss, um, that was, you know, that was, uh, that was the Rough Rider ever. You weren't even around doing the Rough Rider ever. You know, nope. was a little boy then.
2: I didn't, I just found out that the locks were a thing a few years ago. Um, you just found I think out about they... the locks? Yeah, bro. Blew my mind. Cause coming up, um, you know, I, I just know Jeezy as a solo artist. And, uh, I think when they did the verses, it might've been against Dipset, like during the COVID versus era, I was like, Oh, like it came in a group. Cause I know the name styles P too. And I know like Jeezy and whoever the third guy is. But when I found out that that was a group, it was like mind blowing. That's the thing I love about being an adult in 2023 is that there's so much music history for me to catch up on. Like, I went through a crazy mob deep phase in 2018 randomly, oh, and wow. that music changed my life.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, Havoc used to produce his ass off. Yeah, oh.
2: Havoc is nuts. Havoc is nuts. The
1: fact you didn't know about the locks, that's, that's hilarious. You you heard the Benjamins, right? It's all about um, the Benjamins, I, 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 I baby. Probably, yeah. Yeah it's like a classic hit yeah that was the locks that starts it off um
2: and then it made sense um Kanye has the bar I think on late registration one song it's like I feel like bad boy's street team I couldn't work the locks
1: mm, <laughs> I
2: had no mm. idea what that meant until <laughs> a couple years ago until
1: you found out about the locks yeah um No, not not trackmasters. Thank you. That's what I was trying to think of. Trackmasters. Mm-hmm. Trackmasters was was popping. Um, and then somebody mentioned another one here. Neptunes, yeah. Uh yeah, all of those are were real big. Um spider, yeah. Mike will, yeah. Those are kind of newish though.
2: Pro Two Cal. I'm 26, so I was born in 97. I don't know much about anything before then. I'm still coming up and doing my history.
1: He said, "Do you know who E40 is?"
2: <laughs>
1: I'm from California, of course. You definitely know who E40 is. Yeah. Oh man. Um. So you know, era in hip hop you missed was the night that um that Nas dropped Ether. So back in mm-hmm. them days, like diss tracks used to get dropped off to DJs. So like, it was like maybe Flex clue or, um, Angie Martinez. So I remember Angie Martinez getting on the radio and saying like, yo, Nas just delivered. Uh, a, a, was it? Yeah, it was Angie. I think it was Angie dropped it off. And, um, And, uh, we were sitting in the car and you had to wait. You just had to wait, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? You had to wait for that shit to come on the radio. And then if you was lucky, you was home and you recorded from the TV or the, no, you recorded from the radio to a cassette so you could have a copy of the song. Mm -hmm. So the DJs used to like always yell over the record. So you couldn't like copyright infringe.
2: Oh, okay, okay.
1: So that's how we used to make our mixtapes. You'd wait for, like, your favorite song to come on, but then you couldn't change the order of the track list because once it's on the tape, it's just on the tape.
2: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, I hear stories about that a lot, and um, I wish I would have been a part of that just because it feels... I feel like music is supposed to bring people together, so if you've got your homies just, like, crowded around the radio waiting for that one song, it's got to be a good feeling. And it's one of the reasons why I don't really like the streaming era cuz people aren't even sometimes not putting out physical CDs. I feel like I'm one of the last remaining people who will go to the store and buy a CD cuz mm. I really enjoy the album and I just want to own it cuz um if it's on streaming, you know, it's essentially the cloud. You're like leasing the song almost. Right. Who who knows when it's going to get taken down? Who knows when it's going to be culturally insensitive and they're going to cancel it? If you've got that CD, it can't be canceled. You can always play it back. You can burn it again
1: yeah that's a good point i
2: had um i think one of the only times i've kind of done that was um uh, it was 2010 and drake was coming out with thank me later mm. and i think he dropped over as the first single and i was um i was into drake for a couple years at this point so i was looking forward to his debut he dropped over as the first single and i was i was 13 at the time so i was grounded I couldn't use the computer or whatever. I snuck in the computer room. I pulled out my LG rumor, recorded the song on from the computer onto my phone. And then I was just listening to that like <laughs> over and over again.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, we used to, we used to go to the record store. I think the records used to drop on Friday, right? It was Tuesday, but didn't it switch to Friday. Um, but it was Tuesdays. Um, but then later on, it switched to Friday. Um, but, uh, we used to go to the record store. I used to cop everything that came out that week. If it was hip hop, I just copped it and we'd ride around, we'd, we'd ride around, you know, you know, going to pick up girls or whatever we were doing, hanging out with the homies and shit. And we'd put in the CD and if the shit was hot, we kept it. If it wasn't, we would toss it out the window. (laughs) <laughs> and we would just brag about the fact that, oh, yeah, that's the album that we tossed about at the window. We used to call it Frisbee. We used to Frisbee albums out the window. Uh,
2: that's funny.
1: So, you know, you couldn't take it back to the store. So you just Frisbee it and just like chucked the shit out the window like that shit was trash, you know. And you would always remember the albums that were trash and the rest of them we kept. Um,
2: right. The closest thing I got to that is uh, waiting until 9 p.m. for the song to be uploaded on Spotify and Apple Music. Mm, it's just not the same.
1: It's not the same. We had to wait for it to come on the radio and then flex or rewind the album, the fucking record, a million times. <laughs> you know. The good thing about the internet is now you can just release it straight to consumer. Back then it was like a lot of bureaucracy. Cause it's like if you couldn't get it to flex, your yeah. album wouldn't come out. <laughs> your, your That's record, true. That's true. Nobody heard it. You know what I'm saying? Whereas now it's more like if you want a thousand people to hear your record, you can pay to have a thousand people play your record by running an ad on fucking Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or an ad on YouTube. Back in the day, you had to get out the mud, man. I remember sitting outside of hot 97 for four hours waiting for this DJ to come. And he finally came. We had to wait this whole time for him to come. And, um, we waited just to give him a CD. He played the record because we had a record label. He played the record, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, that was wild, man. The record industry was different back in the day, man. Totally different. It didn't. It wasn't like we had to go to the rec- recording studio and pay for studio time. Nowadays, y'all motherfuckers record right in your fucking room and shit.
2: Right. Any anybody with a computer and a mic, man. The first song I actually ever recorded. I just plugged in a Guitar Hero mic into my uh, computer and I downloaded Odyssey, I downloaded like a Drake Freestyle. Audacity? So, yeah, Audacity, yep. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there's there's pros and cons to the digitization of music. Yeah. It's definitely more accessible, which is a good thing. More people are creating. I'm, I'm always here for people who wanna create. I'm not one of those haters who are like, ah, you suck, don't do it. But it is funny coming up, like growing up, kids in high school, they would rap and I'd be like, you don't really want to rap. And now they stopped rapping cause they never really wanted to rap. It was just a thing to do. Whereas the real ones who like actually love music are the ones who stuck to it.
1: Well, that's the good thing about podcasting and activism because when activism became a grift, people stopped fronting like they wanted to be rappers. And then now you got <laughs> podcasting and now yeah. it's, you know what I'm saying? So, cause <laughs> yep. that's what you had. You had people rapping because it was cool, right? Not because they really loved the art and they wanted to get good at it. They just, it was right. a grift, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And then activism came along, BLM came along and people started seeing that that was cutting checks. So it's like, fuck being a rapper. I'm gonna be an activist. <laughs> right? And then activism sorta of died off because the Democrat Party don't need us no more. So now the new thing is podcasting. Everybody wanna be a podcaster. But that takes some skill. It's not like activism. Activism doesn't take any skill at all. Podcasting, you know, takes some actual skill. So podcasting is the new rapper, right? But at least now, if somebody wants to be a rapper, like they really want to be a rapper. Except for women. Now for girls, it's more like a grift. It's right, like, right. It's like I have a million followers. I haven't only fans. So I got a budget where I can push my own music. Now somebody come write my shit. And let me get a producer and let me get in the studio. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's so a good point. For for like the IG thoughts, it's a grift now.
2: At a certain point, uh OnlyFans was like the female equivalent of being a SoundCloud rapper. I seen I remember seeing people talk about, oh, you ain't got no subs. Now you know how it feels to be a SoundCloud rapper with no play. Right. Right,
1: big facts, great comparison. um, And then think about how many girls were rappers and then turned to OnlyFans and stopped rapping. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Shit's wild, bro, shit's wild. Um, wait, hold on, let me see what these, up with these super chats. <laughs> oh shit. Hold on. Um Damn. More super chats came in than I even saw. Um okay, here we go. Joe Music, Hotep Jesus, Unc really didn't show one good plate of food from Jamaica. Not one, bro. Not one. Damn. Waste of a trip. Francisco Bentor, he said, "HJ, how true was the conversation that Adam and wack One Hundred was having with the other two dudes? I don't know. I don't. I don't keep up with those guys." Um, Troublemaker Jonah. No man should ever wear pink. I don't know if I agree with that. Um, in fact, reds, uh, pink is a derivative of red, and red's a masculine color. Anyway. Uh, Joe music, nine, three, one. He said, unk went, unk foot went through slavery. Mm, mm, mm. Just saying, yo said, unk, no koofy, no pit vipers. That ain't unk. That's a tether. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Patriot. Jay standing there for unk. Um, Cassius cam, he said, them's the street feet. You suburban nights wouldn't get it. Cassius cam said he got feet like unk. Uh, Jabari <laughs> Judah, he said, he in the woods unk. and shit. Yeah, he do. Um, Jabari Judas said, Unk got diabetes feet. Go to the doctor, Unc. He definitely got diabetes feet. That nigga need to get his shit checked out. Uh, <laughs> Retro Neon, 10 out Super Chat. Thank you. He said, do you think that there should be a fun anime course in schools where they talk about how spirituality has an interesting connection to anime? Example, uh, seven Dragon Balls, seven chakras, Kame equals God. Ooh, You into that Dragon Ball Z stuff? Uh,
2: yeah, that was one of the like earliest shows I would watch on, on Toonami back, like Cartoon Network After Dark Hours. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was my shit growing up.
1: I, I, there's a lot of esoteric gems in anime, mm-hmm. a lot of esoteric gems. So, especially
2: Yu Gi Oh! You know, Yu Gi Oh!
1: I never watched that.
2: Oh, I mean, um, the whole thing was like he had he had this pyramid with the eye on it and he would like channel some uh like his like inner demons or something and then turn into a real nigga oh, and what? win everything yeah 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 and it was like a card game and so um if you killed your other opponent they would go to the shadow realm and shit
1: mm. oh this sounds like some hotep shit right there.
2: It it really is
1: um but yeah, I definitely think there needs to be a course on spirituality and anime. We can, as a matter of fact, we should replace critical race theory with spirituality and anime. Absolutely, I'd sign my kids up for that ASAP. Um, I'm here for it. Uh, he said, Kung Fu Hebrew says CRT will only teach about the cloud village from Naruto. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just saying, yo. He said, yabba dabba uh, mm, 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 Killing him. Uh Unk's foot is a new member of the Paw Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Javari. Javari. said Unk's foot was used to hit that Somalian girl. <laughs> uh Cassius K said I'm kinda with Jay on Swiss beats. Pretty mid. Alchemist and A-Rab goaded though.
2: Thank you, bro.
1: Uh Troublemaker Jonah uh Jonah. Wheelchair Jimmy is a cultist F. Retro That's Neon, true. he said DJ Quick is better than Dre. Uh Trailmaker Jonah, he said, uh Christina's killed Storch on the diss track. Uh R- Rudy Devet Russo, Wu Tang 36 Chambers, got to give Riz props, a great producer. Did you get did you ever dive into the Wu-Tang collection?
2: Yeah. Um, and the reason why is because they came out with that Hulu series about them. I really love the series. Mm. So I said, you know what, let me let me do my due diligence. I ran through 36 chambers a lot when I found it out, but, okay. uh, that's pretty much all I know. I didn't feel like diving into all of them. How would you rate that album? Uh, one to 10, I would give 36 chambers, a solid eight, mm. uh, it loses points. Cause I feel like it's a bit too long. And then, um,
1: yeah, back that, in them that's days. That's pretty much it. Back in them days, albums was like 24 tracks. Like niggas used to try to stuff <laughs> the fucking album.
2: Right. I love uh Protect Your Neck and mm. uh Meth the Man's track. Meth the Man is fire. He's he's got a real dope rap delivery voice.
1: Yeah. I wasn't a big when I was a kid, I wasn't a big Wu Tang fan. I was like, just give me meth and you can like, you know, give me meth and ghosts. And Ray, and right. the rest of those guys kind of sound crazy to me. You know, it sounds like
2: nerdy niggas out of here.
1: Yeah, yeah, give me Ray. Yeah, I like all right, bro. Next, <laughs> yeah, um, like MF. I Doom. saw
2: Wu Tang. Um, oh, oh don't, get, don't get me started. <laughs> I didn't have to do it, man. I don't know, I don't know what people in about it. Like, I think they just like it because it's different. But coming up, um, I feel like in my era, there's like such a high reverence for MF Dune because he was like kind of like underground, but really good, I guess. I never got into him.
1: You know what it is, is, um, there was such, uh, an abandonment of content from hip hop to where it was all about flow and delivery that there Mm -hmm. was no content, no concepts. So MF Doom was bringing, he didn't have to flow in the delivery or the rhyme schemes, but he had the content and the concepts. Word. So niggas was signing up for that, you know? Um, My favorite was always Tupac, though. Tupac was my fave.
2: Yeah, he's up there. Um, Bro, you know who I saw live this week? Mm. That was your cat.
1: Oh, yeah, I saw you got tickets. How was that show? That show was probably fire, wasn't it?
2: It was dope, but it was such a funny experience for me as a straight male. I go in, (laughs) I pulled up by myself. I love concerts, live music. So, you know, I said, and I really do enjoy her latest album. So I said, let me go see it. I pull up in my seat, like to my left is probably like a, a teenage girl. To my right is like another group of girls. And then, um... She comes out with the new material. I'm loving it. And then in the middle of the show, she does all her like poppy hits. And then it's just so funny for that portion. I'm just like sitting down, like just chilling. Everybody's going crazy around me. And then she comes back with the new stuff. And I'm I'm up. I'm lit. And everybody around me is just like, What is this? <laughs> like
1: didn't even listen to the new album. <laughs>
2: for real. Like I came for the backpack raps, and everybody around me is like, What is
1: happening? Yo, like Doja can really rap, yo. Mm-hmm. She can really fucking rap. Like if somebody told me I had to battle rap Doja Cat, I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Cause she's she's clever. She's witty. Um the the funny thing about the album is it's like a vegan, it's not straight edge, but it's very vegan. It's very, it's like she puts off this image of demonology. But then when you listen to the album, she's talking about like being good
2: right, right. And maybe maybe that was an intentional juxtaposition I think it was. one of the, the the crazy imagery but then when you actually get into the substance because i was fully prepared to listen to it and do the frisbee bro. I was like nah like this is this is gonna be wet but i listened to it and i was like okay doja cat like you you came real i gotta respect it
1: yeah she's got like positive messages in her music and everybody <laughs> online is like no she's a demon she's illuminati i'm like yeah i know right. I know one of my
2: favorite songs on there I think is called love life and then she's talking about how much she loves her life and like that's the energy I love in rap and and just in music especially because it's 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 almost like you're casting spells if you're repeating something over and over again so if you're saying you know I'm I'm so depressed yada 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 eventually it's gonna get into you mm. uh whereas if you're just programming yourself with positive stuff, you're going to come out on on the more positive side. I think I realized this uh, when I was maybe 17. I wrote this one song. um, I wrote the song probably like a year before I recorded it, because I didn't have a beat, but I wrote the song and I think I had a bar where I was like, um, I want to know the purpose of my birth. I want to know what happens when I die, whether I really get to heaven and touch the sky, things like that. And that was kind of I kind of triggered the spiritual awakening that i was talking about at the beginning of the episode that i had when i was in at the in the high school going into college and i really do think it's just because i kind of like repeated that over and over again and instilled it in me and then it just led me to discover these topics and it just gave me the the natural interest in it
1: yeah absolutely yeah you, you could definitely brainwash yourself through the music through your own music yeah um you know what makes me appreciate doja is knowing the process of recording, right? Like if you have ever been a recording artist and you had to go to the studio and you had to sit there and you had to work through a verse and nail it, you appreciate how she records. Cause she nails those fucking, the delivery is so fine. Mm -hmm.
2: And then she's uh, just as on point live too, which is incredible yeah no no backing which is crazy because
1: no backing
2: more than more than 75 percent of rappers today will just you know on stage and jump over their own song i can't stand it that's not a performance uh so she was up there spitting just her vocals mm. um she had like uh the, the choreography going on too because she's she's a dancer and shit like that so mm-hmm. it was dope and then on that note um i saw lauren hill and the fugees over the weekend too okay and i left that concert people were complaining on tiktok i guess because it didn't sound like the original records and she was late or whatever but i left that um i left that concert feeling like it was really a concert for people who enjoy music rather than people who just like listen to records
3: because
2: mm. it was dope you know that she had um they had the full band it was kind of almost orchestral she was ad-libbing at the end of things. And that was honestly one of the better shows I've seen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When you get into the artistry of music and and it, it becomes a live music thing. And when people do live music, they don't always perform it, how it sounds on the album Mm
3: -hmm. and you,
1: and, and, and that's an advantage because If you just played it off the album, then it's like, you might as well play the album. But it's like, if I come to the show, give me something different. Right. I I want a whole
2: experience.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm
2: going to pause the show for a second. I just got delivered to me a beautiful plate of fried chicken by uh, the lovely Olivia Rondo. Oh, she cooks? Yeah, she cooks real good. Oh, shit. Show me the chicken. Show me that. I did. I did. I flashed it a
1: little bit. oh. Oh. (laughs) We got the red beans and rice. We got the roasted uh, uh Brussels
2: sprouts. Um, and And the red hot. Who's gonna
1: eat y'all? Oh, you got the Ooh, official nigga is. meal. Ooh,
2: ladies in the chat. <laughs>
1: Ooh, ladies, in the chat. <laughs> ladies, you she gotta step your shit up, man. Step your shit up. Start cooking for your man. Oh, for real. He said like Bruno like Mars is the on best. The podcast. Oh, absolutely. You got to. He said bruno mars is the best live performer in the industry right now bruno mars been performing since he was one years old he better be the best my mom said you look pretty Your mom? Pretty. she's watching yeah
2: your mom's watching yeah
1: yeah yeah hey mom she tuned, she tuned into everything i do she Does watches she?
2: y'all and see yeah and she always she she knows that you be eating and then unc is always brushing his beard <laughs> that's what she'll tell me <laughs>
1: Yo, I love moms like that, that like watch their kids shit. I love that shit. That is beautiful. You got like a Kanye Donda type mom.
2: Hey, facts, facts.
1: That just supports whatever you do. That's beautiful. I love your mom. Hi, mom. Um, yeah. Bruno Mars is dope. You know, when he's not on coke, um, or maybe when he is on coke, I don't know.
2: I also this weekend saw Travis Scott and amongst my generation, people are always like, he's the best performer ever it was like, whatever. Cause for the first, maybe five songs, he was performing over his vocals. I didn't like that. And then, um, I don't like when people perform with the auto tune. I think it's it, unless you're like Rogers at, like, why are you performing with the auto tune?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember predicting auto tune was going to be a thing too. I remember, I remember kicking it with the homies and telling them that Beyonce and Jay Z were going to be a couple, and then I remember saying that in the future people are going to sound like Roger Trout, and um, the homies laughed at me like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "In the future, I think people are going to have like this robotic Robert Trout so- type sound. Is that's what the Damn. future music?" I said this when I was young. Oh, has
2: been told you.
1: Yeah, um, and everybody kind of la- laughed at me. Now if they would have took me serious, we could have had auto-tune before okay. autotune and we would have been the we would have been out of here. But nigga, mm. I think I was just too future for the group I was with. Like I was just too ahead of my time that they couldn't keep right. up with me. So when me and Demick became a group, you know, Demick listened and I listened to Demick. So we had exponential success as a group with half the talent of our previous people. That we worked nice,
2: with. that's what uh, I always wish I had. I always wish I had a, a rap partner in crime, but yeah. I've decided uh, when I make my next album, I'm gonna make it with my dad and his homies because they're like musicians for longer than I've been alive, so I might as well go to some of the people who've been doing it forever.
1: That's fire, that's gonna be amazing. I would support that. Demic was crazy, bro, like, um, Demick. Uh, came up with this idea to, because uh, Obama had just uh, won the election, right? So mm-hmm. we was on Supreme Griff, so we came out with a song called Obama, you know what I'm saying? Praising Obama like, Right. you know, he's the new black Jesus. And uh, so we started going around to, like, black bars and performing an Obama song and everybody loved it and ate it up because it was black. Um, I'm trying to remember Mama. I can't remember my verse anyway (laughs) um so he was like yo we should go down to washington dc and perform the verse in washington dc uh the day of inauguration okay nigga this man hit me up so i was i told him i was down
3: Mm -hmm.
1: so like 5 a.m I wake up, because it's about time we're going to get ready to leave to drive to DC. I wake up and it's snowing. So he called me up, like, yo, you ready? And like, bro, it's snowing. He like, yo, you ready? I'm like, yo, it's going to be cold. <laughs> and I don't remember what he said after that, but he cussed me out and I was like, all right, fine, come pick me up. <laughs> but if it wasn't for Demick, a lot of shit wouldn't have happened. And um that that moment really like changed my life. Going there and performing in front of a, a live crowd in front of the White mm-hmm. House or behind the White House. Um we had got a, a it's a crowd. This is all documented on YouTube um somewhere. Um matter of fact, I'm about to pull this shit up. Now, That's and-
2: crazy um that you were there because I was there that day were you which is yeah it's kind of crazy but not crazy because we're both black and it was the first black president but like damn my um my dad took me it was my birthday gift when i turned 12 years old oh wow it was so fire it was that was that was an awesome day my first time oh, U-
1: i got it right here i want to put it up on the screen i'm not going to play the audio actually i might play the audio hold on Let's go. I said I'm still for the drama, I killed for my mama, and I done voted for Obama, Obama, ah. Obama. Ah. Obama, Obama, Obama. Ah. Obama, I said vote Obama, vote Obama oh, oh, vote. vote. I said vote for no drama, Obama. McCain walking around like, like he toting that llama. if he winning probably gonna be, be more bombings, uh, be more problems like, like be, be more more's problems, <laughs> the streets taking over, snatching up soldiers, police ain't afraid <laughs> to come out they host us, Sean, Sean Bale a sad tale, they profiled a oh, black man. look at Rodney King, y'all. look at Martin Luther King, 40 look at Rosa Parks, look, no look at us reason. in scattered parts, young, young males, males we losing, the streets in confusion, ain't no cohesion, just fiends and cohibers, gangsters and uh-huh. they used to rock beepers. Now they rock ice run scans with the visa Tom has come for a new black leader Time has come for a new black leader still for the drama I killed for my this was like straight acapella you know what I'm saying um in hindsight, I feel like an idiot <laughs> Because <laughs> he turned out to be no better. I ain't know no. I ain't know no fucking better, nigga. No, no better. All I knew was the president was black. That's about all I knew. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Kung Fu Hebrew said you always been grifting nigga. Been grifting yo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: looking
1: at this video right now. <laughs> he said AJ looked like a broke Fredo star. <laughs> Fredo star. <laughs> Oh man, he said Uncle AJ was brainwashed. I was done, dog. I was (laughs) done. And my heart was broken after after the Obama's first thing. Oh, Demick had to help me get over that. After his what? Oh after his first uh after his first term. Oh yeah. I seen what came of it. I turned into a a Obama hater. And then Demic was (laughs) like, yo. He's like, yo, you said all the presidents is controlled. So how are you going to be mad? And I was like, oh, yeah, you right. I did say that.
2: <laughs> like, man, I thought he'd be different because he was black.
1: Right. <laughs> how dumb was I? <laughs> Dad said, out there cooned up for Obama. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I
2: bet Unk voted for
1: McCain. You know Unc voted for McCain. <laughs> you know he did. Oh, man. Yeah, so that was back. So yeah, so so you see we was out there. I had the the North Face Puffy on and it was cold as shit. And he had we was just going from corner to corner, just performing the same song. Um, Dr. Phil's Good said that clip legendary. Yo, that clip is legendary. Um, but yeah, Demic used to have us on crazy missions, man. Crazy missions just performing everywhere, just popping up. And we had a nice little crowd too. Like if you look at the video. Um, I'm going I'm to show you because they spin the camera around and you'll see the people in the background. Oh, I'm going to show you right here. I'm really proud of this moment outside of the Obama shit. And so we had a nice little crowd, man. It was a nice little crowd. I think the inauguration was the next day. And, was uh,
2: that your first time like performing for an audience?
1: No, no. We had performed this song a million times by the time we got here, you know, um, yeah, we had, yeah, we was, yeah, we had, we had this song perfected, you know what I'm saying? And, and we had got this crowd over here and they, they was eating that shit up, man. They was eating that shit up and I felt so good. I felt like, you know, I felt like how a, a, a activist grifter would feel after, you know, pretending to be a revolutionary. Yeah, hindsight, I ain't had shit to be proud of. <laughs> she couldn't tell me shit, man. Yeah, that triple fat goose. Yeah, that triple fat goose was it. That triple fat goose was it. You saw the RBG flag? You saw the RBG flag? We was really out there, B. <laughs> somebody peeped it <laughs> they said hj was a
2: 2000s boule bro
1: <laughs> he go yeah those was the boston days <laughs> oh man so yeah music music really changed my life man it really really changed my life um what else is on the black twitter report let me see here
2: uh that whole gz and nia long situation yeah, what where he is was this? dirty Mackin? did you watch the clip
1: i watched the clip but i still don't understand what's going on. Hold on let me pull this up let's talk about this hold on let me let me pull the clip up let me play it for the people
2: let me know when you can play it i'm gonna watch it on my phone and i'm mute all
1: right you ready i'll do a Just countdown a
2: All right, uh, counting down.
1: All right, three, two, one. Thing. Right. Right.
2: Like, and you
0: got to know when it's time to be done. Right. And that's usually not about another person, an affair, Uh or, Uh you know, some chick
2: that's willing to, like, make you feel like a king. Because that's why most men cheat. Most men cheat because the.
0: That's fascinating to me.
2: It's so gross. It's so stupid.
0: I personally this is my quote real yeah. niggas don't cheat you don't think so hell no i kind of understand what they you mean not. when you say that they do not i understand what you it's, mean it's, when you it's say something that. in us yeah that makes us want to be right right yes. across the board but is that so that you you are living up to the expectation that you've set for
2: yourself thing right, right? like Hold on. and what you gotta
1: what is this what, what are they talking about here? Uh,
2: well, it was the whole situation with, um, I think it was her ex-husband. Now he Doka, uh, cause he was, he was the Celtics head coach. And then he got caught cheating with, I, it must've been someone's Oh,
1: that's right. like
2: wife topping the administration. Cause they that's shipped him right. out to Houston after that.
1: <clears throat> I do remember that now. Yeah. Yep. And he, and Jeezy just left his girl. Mm-hmm. So the chat so the, the 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 comments are saying he's shooting his shot at Nia Long. Um I gotta say I really like Nia Long. I really, really like her. You know, I, I feel like I feel like I could have a conversation with her and she won't go all black liberal on me. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes when you need yeah. speak to, you know, for example, like I could not see myself having a conversation with Gabrielle Union. Right. Right. Um, I can't see. I think seem- that's
2: because, uh, there was another clip from that interview. She was talking about how she grew up in South central and, and she only dated like dope men. So she's she's got that real experience. It's not like she's coming from, I guess the the black privilege point of view or the, the black academic.
1: Hmm. That's probably what it is. That's why I see her being down to earth like that. So is it true that real niggas don't cheat? That's
2: a, that's a funny quote because the way he delivered it was hilarious.
1: Yeah. I'd like to modify it. Being a real nigga has nothing to do with women.
0: Hotep, you're a genius. Hotep I like genius.
1: That. <laughs> Being a real nigga, you know, I'm going to show you what, I'm going to show you what being a real nigga is like. <laughs> being a real nigga is like going to girlfriend number two and her saying, or trying to say something bad about girlfriend number one. You tell her, hey, don't you just dis- disrespect girlfriend number one. <laughs> right. That's being a real nigga. Now, if you out here pillow talking and talking shit, a girlfriend number two about girlfriend number one you are not being a real nigga famo said if i gotta cheat i'm leaving that's 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 also true that's also true it's also true you know what i'm saying but being a real nigga got nothing to do with a woman it's got nothing to do with cheating uh being a real nigga is about handling your business handling your business without fucking doing something crazy illegal or maybe it is illegal because sometimes, I mean, I can sometimes, just you.
2: man, you you got to bend the rules.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, and we can just call you, and you can get us. I say you, know? you
2: got to be ethical rather than
1: ethical. Lawful. There you go, ethical. That <clears throat> that's that's the word I'm looking for. Um, Higo said you got to maintain the women you keep. Yeah, you can't be, you can't be shitting on your main bitch and cheating at the same time. You know, you got to at least make make sure your main bitch is happy. Right, you know, before you entertain another bitch, you know, somebody said staying honorable to yourself. Yeah, you got to do honorable things, you know. But getting a little cheese on the side ain't never hurt nobody.
0: Hotep, you're a genius. (laughs) HotepJesus.com.
1: You know what I'm saying? Um, But I'll say it again. I said it before. I say it again. You know. Uh, being a real nigga ain't got nothing to do with women. And and I thoroughly think he's, um, he's definitely trying to shoot a shot at Nia Long. And I would too. I probably would have Yeah, of said course, the same it's,
2: it's Nia Long.
1: Yeah, if I was sitting in front of Nia Long too, I'd be like, oh my God, guys cheat? Oh, I can't <laughs> believe that.
2: How um, dare they? <laughs> I don't know if you remember, they posted this clip on Twitter. They quoted it. Um, the, the clip from Fresh Prince. Um, and I think it was DL Hughley was on the episode and, and he's being all rude to the girl whatever. And then Will comes and he's like, I'm sorry. What's was that man bothering you? I'd like to apologize on behalf <laughs> of the male species.
1: <laughs> yeah. Real talk. How about this? How about this? Try this one on for size pause. How about if your girl don't let you have a little something on the side, she ain't a real bitch.
3: <laughs>
1: See if your girl was a real one, she'd let you have another girlfriend. If she was real, if she was really real, you know what I'm saying? So it ain't about us being real; it's about you being real. Let's be realistic. You know I need you know I need, you know I need another flavor. You know I need a little little flavor on the side. Imagine imagine you go to Thanksgiving and all Mama got is just a turkey.
3: Nigga, I need some
1: I need some string beans. That's my skinny bitch. I need the ham, that's my thick white bitch. You know what I'm saying? I need some rice, that's my Asian bitch. You know what I'm saying? A nigga gotta eat, man. Come on. (laughs) <laughs> oh, my God. Say, so as long as you keep the bacon on the table. Yeah. 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 Steak. Steak, that's your, that's your, um, that's your chocolate girl. That's your fine chocolate girl. She be hitting the gym. She got an ass <laughs> like Serena. That's what the steak is. eating <laughs> Steak at
2: Thanksgiving.
1: Uh, candy yams. You know, that's your... That's your uh Italians. Uh, uh your Italian girls, you know they real sweet. You know what I'm saying? What the Latinas? Latinas is Latinas might be the cornbread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, nigga need a
2: little I like to say coming. uh Italians are diet niggas.
1: They are. That's facts. That's math. that's a mathematical fact.
2: Mm-hmm. I claim Dan Bongino and Janine Je- Pirro as black conservatives.
1: Is Dan Bongino black? <laughs> no, but <laughs> but you thought about it for a second and you
2: believed it. You were like, "Oh, Dan."
1: <laughs> I didn't think. He, I thought he was like <laughs> Sean King, black.
2: <laughs> I, I thought he was like The Rock, black. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's like Italian.
1: Is he Italian? I think okay. so. Uh, Nicole Corgar said fine I say do what you want But are you going to pay this mortgage That's what I'm saying If the nigga holding down the bills He he deserves some, some extra coochie on the side You know what I'm saying Because sometimes you coochie don't be hitting <clears throat> Sometimes your girl coochie don't be hitting You know what I'm saying Um He's Italian Oh okay I think so Okay Um Wait, what was the, um, wait, what is this? Oh, okay. Now nah, we was talking about, um, Nia Long. Yeah. 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 And Nia Long is, um, she's very special. She's a very special individual, a very special woman. I love to meet her. I love to interview her. I love that. Love to talk to her, whether on the re- record or off the record. I just feel like I can talk to her. I really feel like that. But ladies, you ain't a real one unless you let your man have some side pussy. You ever had a woman just say to you, you know, if you fucked another woman, I wouldn't care. You ever had a woman say that to you?
2: Uh, no, no,
1: I haven't. Mm, I have. I wasn't sure how to feel, though. I wanted to right, celebrate. It's like...
3: <laughs> I, I thought that might look this? too suspect. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, where? For real? <laughs> Well, I already do. <laughs> well let me tell you about this bitch I got. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? Oh man. Hey yo listen man, I'm fooling on the show. Don't y'all go out here and try this shit, man, and go some of y'all think taking this shit serious. And going back to your girl with this shit, don't do this shit, man. Do not listen to me, man. This is just pure comedy, man. This is just comedy. But,
2: babe, Hotep Jesus
1: said it was okay. (laughs) It's not okay. It is not okay to cheat on your girl. (laughs) (laughs) Disclaimer. (laughs) Disclaimer. That's that's usually them trying to angle for some side dick. Uh Uh-oh. Mmm. You right, Goldstein. You right. You right. Gotta watch out for women. Is sneaky like that. They sneaky like that. Um. Ah, right, let's go to the next topic, man. Uh, what else we got in here?
2: Uh, I see something about redacted.
1: Yeah, here we go. Uh, wait, which one you looking at? The one in the in the group chat or the one I sent you? Yeah,
2: the one in the group chat. The, right, let's the bring that tweet.
1: up. I was going to skip that one, but since you said it, let's bring it on up. Let's, 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 let's put it on the screen. Let's put it up on the summer jam. see my two
2: favorite words, Jews and BLM.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. So Michelle Rosenberg says, uh, Jews went to prison for participating in freedom rides. Jews helped establish the NAACP. They didn't help. They actually did that shit. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Jews marched with BLM uh, we will remember this silence from the black community we won't forget
2: Uh what are they holding it over our head
1: Oof. tweet has now been deleted
2: that's a piece of hotel history though talking about Jews helped establish the NAACP people people forget that fact quite
1: conveniently they did they 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 definitely established it. Um that's why people come to me and they talk about black organizations and I'm like, name a black organization. They go NWCP. I'm like, okay, can you name a black? I said name a black <laughs> right. organization, because that was all started by majority Jews. Um, it's not a black organization. Um, BLM got co-opted. Uh the Freedom Rides were also uh, 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 NWACP funded, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, publicity stunt Mm -hmm. or it's not the freedom rides. Was it the freedom rides or I think they had the the freedom rides and then the sit-ins, the sit-ins, the sit-ins, many of those (laughs) sit-ins were NWACP stuff. I, I can't remember. Um, hold on. Let me see. NAACP. Freedom Rides.
2: I remember somebody tried to clown me cuz I was saying Rosa Parks wasn't the first Rosa Parks.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was uh Claudette Colvin. Um okay, so yeah, uh NWCP was involved in the in the Freedom Rides. But I don't think it started with them. I think I think it's you know the thing is um, many of these things were started organically and then got co-opted, which is a common theme. Yeah. Which is a common theme.
2: You know, she uh, left out in that tweet, Jews run the Black owned rap le- record labels.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Gave y'all the NAACP, BLM, and rap music, damn it.
1: <laughs> Yo, you know what's crazy is, you ever watch Cadillac records?
2: Uh, a while ago, that was the one. No, that I was gonna say that that's not the one with Beyonce. That was Dream Girls, right? That was Dream
1: Girls, but same thing in that one. You always have like that Jewish <laughs> character that comes in and he's like the mm-hmm. record exec. It's like a common theme throughout all these like historical black movies. Um, okay, so we got the freedom writers here, here, right? That's what I be saying when I tell you like Black History ain't really black. Now I put these faces up here from the wiki article with many of the mm-hmm. mugshots. and this is white folks. I see one, two, three, four black faces, this light-skinned nigga up here. <laughs> and it might be another quadroon in here, octoroon in here somewhere, but you can see uh, the let's just say white faces, you can see them there, you can see them there. So a lot of that stuff was, you know, AstroTurf and whitewashed. That's why I, that's why when people start talking about civil rights, I'm like, I don't even want to talk about that shit, man. Cause half that shit was fucking fake and, 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 and white liberal controlled, like, let's just call a spade a spade. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but yeah, so. The audacity of her tweet is what's really being called into question, right? Um, we will remember your silence. What does that even mean?
2: Right. They think they own the black voice.
1: Mm.
2: All right, come on, Negro.
1: Snitching on themselves, dry snitching on themselves.
2: Right. So they- they're canceled, if I say that. Right. I think Kanye said that same exact thing last year and got very canceled. Yeah. And now here they are reminding you
1: I control you, nigga. <laughs> um, they got us in a they
2: got us in a 720
1: deal. Yeah, it's not even 360. It's a 720, wrapped up, wrapped up, wrapped up. It's ugly out here. Um, all right, let me cover some super chats real fast, and then we'll go back. We'll go to the white Twitter report. See what white folks is talking about. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's so true. That is the white Twitter report.
1: Uh, Jamar Youngblood said, "HJ, which album do you remember throwing out the window?" Um, it was uh one of the Saint Lunatics. Do you know who the Saint Lunatics are? Oh
2: yeah um, yeah yeah. That's um that was like Nelly's Nelly's group.
1: Nelly's group. Yeah. Yep. And it was, it was one of their solo albums came out. What was the name of this? What was in this group?
2: Uh, I just know Murphy Murphy Lee.
1: Lee. Okay. So Murphy Lee dropped a solo (laughs) album. Trash. (laughs) Yeah. Tossed it right out the window. But the funny thing is back in those days, it was easy to go gold. Like I looked it up just now. This album got certified gold. It hit That's number crazy. eight on the U.S. chart. Number five on R&B. Right. Like, less competition, right? No. It wasn't even about the competition. It was the fact that hip-hop music was so hot. Because
2: mm, you okay. got to remember,
1: like, during the 80s, hip-hop was, like, bad to listen to, right? Yep. The 90s, the the the, the first half of the 90s, it started coming out of that. It, it was real gritty and very hotep. And then the masters came around and was like, this stuff is (laughs) catching on. We need to change it. So like right around 94, you got the bad boy Uh, shit started to come about biggie and all of that. And then the flash and commercialism came by the time 98 came, you had mace was coming out. You know what I mean? By the time 2000 came out, Wayne was hot. Big timers was hot. Master P was hot. And all of that shit was about, you know, big spinning rims and wheels right. and all of that. Bling, right. Bling, bling. Bling, bling. Right. So hip hop had taken off. So if you put out a hip hop album, you were pretty much as if it was decent, you were pretty much guaranteed to go gold. Right, like I said, fair. I used to go and to the store and, and buy everything. And he the
2: Nelly co-sign. Nelly and was he had like the, one of the hottest rappers.
1: Yeah. And he had the Nelly co-sign. So that really helped him a lot. But I remember um, my homeboy tossed that one out the window.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think I tried to listen to that one recently. Um, I don't know why I was in, like, a Nelly phase, but I listened to his, uh, I I think it's the Country Grammar album, and then um, I I think there was one song on the Murphy Lee album, I think, like, that lead single where he doesn't have a hook. I was like, all right, this is kind of cool, you know? And Mm. then I tried to listen to the rest of his album, man. No. I really like Southern rappers because they have a cool voice and it just, there's, there's so much they could do it and play around with it. And they just, that's really just how they sound, which is tight. Like sometimes when I rap, I try to, I try to put a little Southern drawl in there just cause it's fun.
1: <laughs> I remember arguing with my cousin about Lil Wayne. Before I even know who Lil Wayne was, it was who's better, Lil Wayne or Jay-Z. And I was just like, I was just, Completely flabbergasted that he could even compare Lil Wayne and Jay Z. And in hindsight, now I'm like, I that that, that that's right, not a bad man. argument. He, he was an early adopter. He was an early adopter. He was definitely on top of things, but he was a down south I'll, nigga. I'll tell so. you
2: this: I still don't get Jay Z. I think maybe maybe it'll it'll come to me when I'm a little bit older, but
1: what you listen every- to.
2: I try to go back and listen to like reasonable doubt and his OG stuff. I just, it just doesn't hit it for me.
1: It's a personality thing. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta want to be an asshole oligarch to enjoy Jay-Z's music. <laughs>
2: that's, that's fair.
1: <laughs> you know, Jay-Z's very, um, pompous. He's very arrogant. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, Jay-Z's motivational. Like when I get drunk, I have to listen to Jay-Z. Otherwise respect. otherwise I'll get a hangover the next day.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. So I have to turn like Jay-Z up real loud and like rap fucking blueprint or one of the originals. Yeah.
2: I, I respect him as a man though, and just everything that he's done for hip hop. He did this interview a couple weeks ago with Gail King. And they were talking about his, I guess, library that's in Brooklyn or some shit, which is pretty dope. And like, he's had a, a really, a really good rap career and then and Beyond and other ventures.
1: Yeah. I want to check out his interview with Gail King. But every time I watch a clip, Gail King gets on my nerves because this is like she keeps trying to finish his sentences. And he's, mm-hmm. and he's like, no, nah, that's not what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's like, yo, just let the man talk, yo. Um, yeah, his arrogance, um, is, is what I love. It, it's, it's very, Jay-Z's music is motivational. It's very motivational for me, particularly big money talk and just aspirational. Um, n- not Noir Raekwon strictly built. Okay. Cassius cam said, uh, Andre nicotina is West coast method, man.
2: Uh, Oh, that is a hot
1: take. That's a hot take. I don't even know who that is.
2: Yeah, he's a a Bay Area rapper. Ah. I I can see it because he's got, like, a very unique voice. But uh, he has a lisp when he raps, so it's just funny to listen to.
1: uh, Troublemaker Joni says, ODB was a role role model, grave diggers, greater than Wu-Tang for me. Retro neon, fun fact, MF Doom was part of a rap group back in the early 90s that I was associated with third base and had brand newbie and appear in that first video oh wow what a fun fact Nicole Corgaard. yeah great thanks for nothing <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that's about Nicole Korgard, Uh Hotep should be proud of themselves thank you Nicole uh, Jabari Judah I think what happened was she was probably like typing a text to one of her, her like her boyfriend yeah thanks for nothing and accidentally <laughs> sent a super chat to me I don't know what that's about. Uh, Jabari Judah, he said, uh, according to Jeezy, 90% of our heroes ain't real niggas. Let he who hasn't sinned cast the first throne, I heard some Jabari dude say. <laughs> Jeezy said that? Ugh. You know what that sounds like to me? Like, um. you know, th- these conservative grifters where like everybody thinks they're heroes and I'm like, I don't know about that. Um, right. trail maker Jonah, I would take Union's daughter to the Barbie movie to hit. Uh YouTube already reject ten prior comments.
2: Wait. What
1: the do f- <laughs> wait. Jonas he's he's out there.
2: <laughs> no, I don't want to say it. I don't
1: want to say don't it. Oh go, don't do it. Don't do it. We we gonna act like he ain't say that shit. Uh <laughs> Has Patriot J seen True Romance? I don't know what that is. Uh, All right, no. we're going to read the rest of the Super Chats. Let's go to the, the White Twitter report. See what's going on in White Twitter. Um,
2: I, I heard uh, the dudes were going to be kind for four hours out of the day.
1: Yes. So there was a ceasefire for four hours, so they're going to stop kicking your ass for four hours out of the day. So 20 hours, you got to get low. This is hilarious. I saw
2: that. You. And I saw, I saw Israel ceasefire. I'm like, wow, what a great day. And then I kept reading and I saw for four hours. It's like, it's, it's laughable. Like watch well, it be four hours in the middle of the night too. Like
1: from, from one to 4 AM. What if you got return to return the U-Haul truck? <laughs> it's like, damn, we got three, three hours. We got 50, five minutes left, nigga. Like, come right. on. Like, that's just really arrogant of of Israel to say, you know, you niggas got four hours, you know, and, and to make it seem like it's a humanitarian thing. That's some big dick shit pause. That's some real big boss. We run the show. Type thing to do. Facts. We are gonna, gonna stop kicking your ass for four hours. We gonna we gonna let you get a breather. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, at a
2: halftime.
1: Cause get a water break. <laughs> water break. Right. Cause we
2: come back stronger, nigga. Yeah.
1: Cause the whole world complaining, and and instead of them saying, "Hey, look, we're gonna negotiate, come to the table, and stop," they are like, "Nah, we're just gonna get these niggas four hours a day."
2: Right. That's a someone that's someone, we someone was do. in a meeting and they came up with that and they were like, how well how do we address these concerns that were coming off as aggressive and, and genocidal? Somebody's in the back, like, how about giving them four hours?
1: <laughs> how about we just give them a timeout. Remember, we used to play as a kid and he used to call timeout.
3: Mm-hmm. That's what
1: this is. Where where Israel gets to call timeout. <laughs> Dr. Feels Good said when I first heard that shit, I was weak. (laughs) You know, that shit had me crying when I saw that. (laughs) Anime uh manga fans said Israel's egg uh arrogant like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mmm. Yeah, they got the leverage. Yeah, they got the leverage. Right. well, like like
2: Future said, you do what you want when you pop it.
1: Correct. So who you got? Who you got in the war? Who Whose who side are you backing? Palestine I, or, or uh, Israel? I, I,
2: I have not officially come out on the record and picked the side. And okay. what I'm about to say right now is not me picking a side, but I'm just saying, I like to win. And it look like one side is not gonna win. And it looked like one side has not been winning for decades. So do with that what you will. I like to win. Now I think the chat can infer.
1: We'll call that bandwagon. He said you're supposed to rock with the underdog. (laughs)
2: You could only get beat for so long until you're like, damn, let me pick another team. (laughs) Nah, but I will say, um, I haven't really spoke on this because just personally, I don't give a fuck about countries that are not named America. Mm. very like isolationist vibe. I don't care about what happens overseas. We got too many issues here, so I'm not tapped in every day, but, um, You know, a piece of me at one point in time growing up may have been fueled with a little bit of isms and light hatred, but I'm finding now that the best thing to do is free hatred from your heart. And um, looking at it historically, we've had these types of situations, people fighting over land. That's what it's all about. They're fighting over land. and. To me, it seems like both sides are looking at it like it's a holy war. Both sides think they're entitled to land. So at a certain point, one side's going to lose. But you fight over land, you either stand on business or you get your land took. And it's the same exact thing that um, that they did when they came to America back in the 1700s. You 1700s. Know, they came here. They said, all right, bye-bye natives. This is our shit now. And I respect that so much because um, it, it got us all here. You know, Manifest Destiny, that was a real thing. They just made up, they were like, you know what, Manifest Destiny, this whole country is ours. And and it, it, they ran with it, they took it. And now we have the same thing happening in the Middle East. We can talk about, I guess, the origins of the country. That's That's a different story, but that happened decades ago. The country's here and they are, they're, they're expanding little by little or whatever. They're trying to make their way. And at a certain point, you got to respect the precedent that history has taught us.
1: Yeah. I I just don't know what to do with it because the both sides fought, they fought each other. They fought a war. And, uh, one side won. So like, ain't you supposed to just take your Al and go?
2: Right. Like you want to, you want to take another L after another L and this, the, the conflict spurs up every four to eight years. Pretty and it's much like, every for what? Yeah. Like for what?
1: Yeah. 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 I, 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 I really can't lend too much brain power to it. Um,
2: yeah. As much as I can say, you know, it's bad for, people to go to war and take land. What the fuck is what I have to say going to stop any of this? It's like, so above my pay grade. Yeah. Marching in the street, isn't going to help, uh, the people who are losing nor is, uh, speaking out on Twitter. I'm I'm not going to donate like 20 cents a day to some make a wish foundation and help them out. Like what can I actually do? And the fact that I can't actually do nothing leads me to care a little bit less. And it's also two countries that are not named America. So you have a hard time on selling that to me anyway.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I really don't give a fuck. Um, yeah, I really don't give a fuck the way we talked about this the other day on the show was we're trying to figure out which master would you want? Would you want the, (laughs) the Muslim master or the Jewish master?
2: That's an interesting question.
1: And judging by history, I have to go with the Jewish master, because, you know, when he had us in shackles, we kept our nuts. And somebody made the joke, well, he even let us bang his wife. Now, in the Islam culture, they chop your nuts off when they own you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. They don't play.
1: They don't play no games. You was a eunuch, you're a servant, and, you know, did you play the new Assassin's Creed?
2: No, I didn't.
1: All right. So new Assassin's Creed's got eunuchs in it and they're like historically accurate where they don't oh, yeah. have the deep voice. They sound like bitches. So, you know, eunuchs were used for that purpose. But yeah, black males were castrated when they became property under Arab Muslims, you know, um, maybe a thousand years ago or less. Um, so, you know, I. You Know when a Jewish man had us in shackles, um, Goldstein said, What you mean, had? <laughs> well, he gave us new shackles, man. Shackles we can't see.
3: <laughs> uh,
1: holding my, my nuts. Oh my god, what kind of name is that? He said, Both were nut choppers. Well. Yeah, kinda. Cause the other one gave what was it? What do they call that? Uh, circumcision. Yeah, you're right. They're kind of both right. nut choppers, <laughs> in in their own respective way. But it's like I don't know. Like you know, what do you want? Sharia law pronouns? You know? Um, I I just have a feeling I'd get along with Jewish people more than I would um some extremist Islamist. You know? Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think the Jew would give me more freedom than the Islamic uh radical Islamist I think he would and
2: and they give you a record deal. And, and you get a record that. deal.
1: Fucking brand new record deal. A fucking manager.
2: At least give they the... let you feel like you're in control of some shit. You know what I'm saying?
1: Give me the Jew any day, man. Um <laughs> he said shackles are shekels. <laughs> 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 Uh, big poppy. Thank you, man. For 2020, we had Pete Buttigieg, uh, running for president. This time we have Vivek Ramaswamy. Um, (laughs) Rob my salami. Oh my God. Oh no. He said, I think
2: it's so funny. The CIA gave us, uh, the first gay candidate and put butt in his name. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs)
1: Did, 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 Did they, they have a huge sense of humor, the powers that be right. Pete Booty gig. Um Trollmaker Jr. Jonah uh CIA took over rap by 86 NWA. NWA uh etc. There go Jonah. Was NWA uh, in the 80s or 90s? It was 90s, I, I believe. No, yeah. actually yeah, it was definitely in the 90s. What am I talking? Right. about? Right. <laughs> um uh, Troublemaker Jonah, uh, would you go to Epstein Island with R. Kelly and Jay? Oh my God! Uh, Jabari Judah, he said this conflict is weird. Hamas could be a one, could be a, a one eight seven a hostage every hour until they stop bombing, and the other side should say, uh, "We'll stop when you release people." Both sides are playing to lose on purpose. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, Troublemaker Jonah it comes up every forty eight years for us spending Oh man. Yeah, yeah, that's true.
2: So funny how we just completely forgot about Ukraine. Nobody talks about Ukraine anymore. Just gone. Like Putin, who
1: is that? Right. Did you watch the debates last night?
2: Hell no. Uh I was playing Spider-Man and then I'm seeing like texts and posts about it. And I'm like, oh, the debate's on? that's cool. I'm going to keep playing Spider-Man. Since I stopped working for Breitbart, I am so tapped out of politics. I don't want to look at a story like ever. I don't care what is going on. I'm trying to build a business and get bread right now. Like I'll let them talk on the stage. But of course I did see the clips that made it to the timeline, which were primarily uh, Vivek Ramaswamy going off. And that's the type of energy that I can appreciate. I think I got off a tweet last night saying. I would rather vote for Vivek than DeSantis Mm. and people are like, Oh my God, you're not a principal conservative. And it's like, nah, I just, I like his energy. The president can't really do too much. So I'd rather him be a mouthpiece for issues that I care about because that can move the culture. Like Donald Trump, for example, the best thing he did in four years was call CNN fake news. He didn't have to legislate at all he just had to go on tv and call them fake news and that was so much more important to me.
1: so important so important um i would pick i would pick robert over over desantis yeah i call i call Vivek robert um you know, <laughs> i was
2: like who the fuck is robert
1: <laughs> i call him robert because you know how people come from other countries they come here and they get an english name yeah
2: <laughs> so john
1: John, nigga, look like Wing Chang Chun. <laughs> you know that's not your name, motherfucker. Facts.
2: Right?
1: Um, so I call him Robert Robert Swamy. Um, but I would definitely pick Robert over over DeSantis. Yeah.
2: But people are saying, oh, uh, Robert Swamy might be a good number two for Donald Trump, and I do not want him on the ticket because not? that would that would just be, to me, a little bit too unserious. 'Cause um I although I can appreciate um Ramaswamy's brass on the stage, I think he's good for that, you know, maybe calling out the GOP. I don't know if he would be good in an actual position of power.
3: Mm. I maybe,
2: maybe like maybe like a lower cabinet position, but just Trump Ramaswamy. And I wouldn't want to vote for a president or a vice president named Ramaswamy, just being xenophobic here.
1: Yeah, yeah. My president gotta be white or black. We not doing no foreigners. <laughs> Right. Yeah. they this be May, maybe
2: our, Hispanic down the line.
1: Yeah. Even the Hispanics gotta wait another thirty years. Um Right. Nah, this is our country. Me and the white man built this shit, okay?
2: Hundred percent.
1: Uh rest of you motherfuckers gotta wait. Um but yeah, I uh I, I think the perfect position for uh Robert is uh press secretary
2: yes he would make a fire press secretary
1: fire press secretary that's the position I would that,
2: that would be like yeah that would be the perfect position for him
1: yeah let him talk shit every time he asks him a dumb he's question. good at
2: yeah to, to me he seems like the twitter candidate which is just so funny to see in real life like ideas and um ideas and zingers being spewed on the TV that were, like, literally on the timeline. So it's, it's cool in, in that sense, but that's why I don't take him too serious because I just look at him as the Twitter candidate.
1: Yeah. You know, you didn't miss anything from the debate last night. I, uh, I, I drew my conclusions on last night's debate from the very first question, and then I listened to the rest of it with my eyes closed as I fell asleep, and then I finished watching it this morning just because I didn't want to give somebody <laughs> – because uh, uh, I was going to cover it on the show today and I didn't want to give people a half-ass show. Um, uh-huh. But I was right. The first question, they come out and they're going, it, it, it's basically, you know, hey, please shit on Trump. And okay. that's the first question. Who, who took the, the bait? All thank of them. You. So, Except for
2: Ramaswamy, I'm sure.
1: Uh, Robert Swamy and Tim Scott did not take the bait. Chris Christie. Oh, respect. some real basically niggas. The, basically the white people. You know, the white people took okay. the bait yeah. and the people of color were smart enough not to. You know, um maybe some of this stuff is genetic, you know, white people are just more likely to fucking attack other people. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that's about. Um but yeah, you know, Robert saw right through uh the game that the moderators were playing and fucking kept it real and I was I was I was I was happy. That he said what he said, like, yo, M- M- NBC, you guys are fake news, you pushed a fake, ruck- uh, fake Russian hoax, Hunter Biden laptop, Hillary Clinton, you're fake news. He called out uh, the RNC chair to resign, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah, that's fire. Yeah, he fired off right off the beginning at the perfect moment, you know if he would have came out with that same speech, I think it would have hit. But the fact that he came out with that when he wanted him to attack Trump made it even better timing because, mm, yeah, you know, it's just kind of petty. It's like, you bring me here to debate and talk about the future of the country. You want me to talk about another man? Um, yeah, it just, it, it just, it, it was tacky. It, it was chatty, right. patty and tacky.
2: The thing with Vivek is I don't know any of his policies. Like, other than he's the he outsider die, no. guy, like, I don't know what he actually stands for on a policy side. Yeah. Whereas I know that Nikki Haley is super pro war, Ron DeSantis is all anti uh, or pro anti abortion. Chris Christie's just fat. <laughs> Tim, Tim Scott's just black.
1: Yeah. Tim Scott's just there to be black. You know, ghosting called him the token, and, and I agree mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, yeah. So you didn't miss it, right? Because how
2: is he? How is he even still on the debate stage? <laughs> because, uh, I bet Ronna, Ronna McDaniel, who who's a Romney. I think her full name is Ronna Romney McDaniel. She probably has like a, a quota for the GOP presidential debate.
1: Yeah, I. You know, um, but the fact that. Because I looked and I was like, why the fuck they got a Republican debate on NBC? I'm like, what kind of shit is this? Right. That, that made no sense at all. And I'm like, oh, y'all letting the left grift off of y'all? Y'all They be, they be
2: trying to play to the other side too much.
1: <sighs> Say it again. Say
2: it Which again. is funny because I feel like one of the largest criticisms from the anti-Trump Republicans is like, Oh, he just, uh, he wants the left to like him so bad. That's why he's progressive on these things. But like, if you go to the GOP establishment, they are begging to be liked by the left.
1: They do everything not to be canceled by the left. Right. They're so milquetoast and so politically correct, even their organizations and the gatherings for their events. Oh, don't do this and don't do that. It's going to get bad press. When you say it's going to get bad press, basically what you're saying is you're afraid of the left, you bitch. Right. It's going to get bad press. Who the fuck listens to the press?
2: (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) They are so out the loop.
1: (laughs) And it's just like, oh, y'all actually care about what y'all white cousins on the other side of the aisle say. Y'all actually care about their opinions no matter how blasphemous it was, but we got to remember mm-hmm. Republicans, they was jabbed up too. Fox right, News had their employees jabbed masked up, up, masked up, masked up. You know, these people was pushing the jab, they was pushing the mask. So, you know, the GOP is like, you know, six degrees of separation from fucking the liberal, man. They the base the same thing. If
2: you think about it, the GOP's base is really just Democrats. That's who they're trying to appeal to. Right. They don't want to look at the actual Republican voter base because they will realize we don't want another, we don't want Trump without the controversy. We don't want a Ron DeSantis who's got the policies, but he doesn't have the fire. Like, no, the Republican base wants an outsider fighter. And yeah. if they were actually in tune with their voters, they would realize that, but they're not, they just, they're just, it's just donor class politics.
1: Yeah. they controlled opposition. Um, and Bailey said, "Outwitting the Devil" is the only book you need. That's a phenomenal book. You familiar with that one? I
2: haven't read it, but I got the uh, the Kindle version, so that's on my the list. Kindle
1: version is probably fire. I know the one I listened to on YouTube was fire. But so this, the way the story goes is Napoleon Hill wrote "Outwitting the Devil." Uh, when it was time to publish the book, they told him he couldn't publish it because he would have got basically canceled in his time. So mm-hmm. he shelved it and wrote. Think and grow rich, which Mm -hmm. is basically like a watered down version of "Outwitting the Devil," which is politically correct. And then "Outwitting the Devil," I think, got published later on. Really good book. It's it's. I think "Outwitting the Devil" is a book you got to give kids, like right when your son turns thirteen, you got to say like read Mm. this, because it's a lot of red pills in there, um, like red pills that grownups can't even fucking handle uh let's see here Unc' new name is barack tobama <laughs> 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 he saw the ravishing with the rumble rant appreciate you he said i'm having an issue sending btc from coinbase to pally due to the minimum purchase costs on pally Hotep, get at me bro uh no pally don't support btc i think that's why you're having problems i don't think pally's uh supports btc there's no bitcoin on pally um let me go back to uh, YouTube here. Um, let me see here. Hold on. NWA was 86. Look it up. I had the cassette at eight or nine. Retro neon said NWA came out in 86 and the gung ho American that I am not only wants to fight the socialist communist regime, but also wants to free Canada as well. NWA came out and they did come out in the eighties. Cause that's when the nigga had the jerry curl.
2: Oh, <laughs> that's
1: right. That was the eighties. But that
2: is true. huh? Yeah.
1: Damn, that was the eighties. Cause the eighties was jerry curls.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's when boys in the hood and all that shit came out. Well, Boys and Those came out in the 90s. That was after NWA. Yeah, damn. I'm getting old because these fucking decades yeah. is running together. Um, Charlemagne Jonas said Roundtable to Irving Crystal 2020's been saying. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Irving Crystal. Um Yeah, what else you got, man? The rest of these topics are kind of boring.
2: Yeah, just uh looks like it's all Jewish stuff.
1: <laughs> no, no
2: disrespect to anybody. <laughs> uh, Zelensky was in the news cause he invited Trump to Ukraine. He said, I'm out of the news. Let me just talk about Donald Trump real quick.
1: He's so desperate to be relevant. It's like, bro, like you about to get another check from the United States. Go away. Leave us alone, bro. Take your money and go. Right. And he keep asking for money.
2: Yeah, I see too many uh, Israel and Palestine in here to be interested.
1: Too many Israel and Palestine. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm over that shit. I just want to talk about cheating on your bitch.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I ain't
2: talking about that right
1: now. <laughs> you better not. <laughs> i right, gonna get choked up. HJ, explain why you'd build Hotepistan as a communist utopia. Um. Because like Hotepistan, first of all, um, all right, so you ever heard the quote before? Um, Tell me if you heard this quote before, uh, Patriot J. I'm a communist with my family, a socialist with my friends, a Democrat with my community, a Republican with my state, and a libertarian with my nation. You ever heard that before? First time. Okay. So there's a quote, this come, Naval repeated somebody else. Naval quoted somebody else on a Joe Rogan show, on a Joe Rogan experience. And that's why I heard, first heard it. And when I first heard it, I was like, somebody finally put words to what was in my head because that's what I was saying was communism in theory, isn't bad. It just doesn't work for large groups of people. You know what I'm saying? For example, when you look at these communists, right? I remember I was in a Discord and I had a debate set up with a bunch of communists. And I was just like, You guys like communism, right? Yeah. Yeah, we love communism. Communism is the way. Okay, good. All right. What are you doing right now to be a communist? Like, where's your commune? Where's what do you guys do to cooperate other than fucking get on Discord and argue with people? They don't do anything. They don't grow their own food. They don't make their own clothes. They're all fucking capitalists. Like if you were a true fucking communist, you'd be fucking making your own clothes. Right? So in Hotepistan, Hotepistan is a small population community who is, that is self-sustainable, 100% self-sustainable. And, and we follow the rule of you know, you eat what you, what you, you only take what you have put in. So if you ain't work today, you don't get nothing. You see what I'm saying? So, um, to each his own, how does it, the Marx quote go? Always forget this to each his own based upon his labor or some shit like that. So that's the moniker yeah. of Hotep of Hotepistan where everybody's going to work. Um, you know, we'll be doing, uh, we'll have science labs. Uh, We'll have farming, uh, beekeeping, um, you know, but uh, we're going to have the women going to be sewing their asses off. We're going to have fire gear. We're going to have some (laughs) fire ass uniforms. Everybody's going to have uniforms and shit. Hell yeah. You know, and um, it's going to be a communist utopia. But we're going to we're going to practice population control where the population can't got to cap it, it. because then after a while, it's just too many fucking people. You know what I'm saying? And then we're going to have, like, pre-pods. Like, you're going to go to a certain pod to prep to come to Hotepistan. So it's not as stringent, but it's going to prepare you. For example, you're not allowed to come to Hotepistan and talk about Republicans and Democrats. You just get kicked out. That doesn't exist in our world. Outside media doesn't exist in our world. You know what I'm saying? Um, So this place came about because i wanted to detox people from western society and the toxicities of western society so this is a place where people can come lose weight clear their mind detox and if you want to go back to that western world you can so that's the uh that's the dream four hour work days i like that four hour work days i like that uh, Troll maker Jonah said, you're making a watered down Essenes. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. It's definitely like the Ascinean community. I like the Ascinean community. Jesus was an Ascinean. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Man, I got to look into the the Essenes. I don't, I don't know too much about them.
1: Yeah. The Ascinean community, they're like, um, uh, they're like, uh, they were an offshoot of Jews, according to the little bit of research I did. They weren't, like, part of the Jewish community, but they mm-hmm. kicked it with them. It's complicated, and I wouldn't. I'm Did not you listen to, to it, so.
2: Prodigy's last album, Before He Died? Yeah. It's my favorite hip-hop album of all time. Yeah? Yeah, and I, I, I'm I reminded of it because he's got a bar, he says, like, I think my school of thought was like the essays and some secrets are best kept sacred.
1: Mm. Mm. So he knows he's a, stu- he's a studied man.
2: Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, they, they took him out. My belief.
1: Quite possibly. Absolutely. He was very, very aware. Um, his third eye was open. He was a hotel. Mm-hmm. Prodigy was a hotel. His name's Prodigy. That tells you everything about him. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> right. Um, paleo communism and communism is a different thing. Yeah. I guess this is neo-communism. I don't know. This is hotep communism, hotepism. I don't know, but I just use communism. When I, when I say it. it's, it's just me usually just joking because it's triggering when people, cause I talk so much shit about communism that when I say something positive, it usually catches people off guard. So it's more of a, a attention grabber. Like I want you to pay attention to Hotepistan and what we're building, so I call it a communist utopia, so that people go, "Wait, huh, what <laughs> Now right. you've not got your intrigue, you know what I'm saying because uh-huh. this this project has to come about, and if I have your intrigue then we'll it'll 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 come to light but it's it i do i I actually do like communism though I gotta be honest with you,
2: nothing wrong with taking care of your people,
1: yeah, um. I think I just like the dictatorial part of things. Right? Like the sweeping change. Like when I think about the black community, if I was like the dictator of black community, I'd definitely be hated. <laughs> I'd oh, be yeah. hated. I would. I'd be like, yo, like loving hip hop gone. <laughs> gone.
2: Right.
1: Basketball wives
2: gone. You cannot go on Instagram live. <laughs>
1: You know, when shit would be banned, like,
2: they're like, Dad, this
1: thing is no fun. Like, yo, right. Y'all having too much fun. Now get back to work, Right? you know? Go read. Go read a book. No live streaming unless you're reading a book. Live stream a book, bitch.
2: Right. Start your own book club online.
1: Yeah. So that's what I like about communism. Um, the sweeping change, like this overnight change, even though they do do a gradual change. Um, later on, but the Bolshevik was definitely like some very quick takeover type shit. Um, And really like you really want change in the country, like some serious change. You definitely have to do some Bolshevik type shit. If you wanted to change America, it would probably take some Bolshevik shit or, or a really good, fierce group of attorneys. I think a fierce group of attorneys could change America. You think so? They have to be fierce. And we'd have to give them a lot of security.
2: I don't know. I feel like change through the legal system takes too long.
1: Yes. there's so many,
2: I guess, like chains of custody you gotta go through, you gotta set precedent. And then and there's just so many different like like legal venues. Like you got your state level, then you gotta go through the feds, 50 different states, all these districts. It would take it would take a long time.
1: Yeah yeah it would take a minute it would take a minute but you know i would want to target uh borrowing from walter williams here i'd love to target executive orders and start just rolling them back Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like every year you know we roll back one executive order a year that's better than nothing right i've
2: always uh had the idea whenever i run for office i'm gonna campaign not on adding laws but like just repealing already existing laws that are either useless or harmful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's too many laws in the books. It's too many laws in the books. we got to take laws away, not add them.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Law, the, the, the law should just be easily accessible, easy to understand and just point blank, like don't do this, don't do that.
1: Yeah. You know, you look at a, a a a law book, you know, the or the 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 code for just your state, nigga, this shit's the size of a Bible. Nigga, I go outside and <laughs> sneeze the wrong way, I'm gonna break the law. Dog, for real, for real.
2: <laughs> so, I'm I and, and just practicing, I'm learning so many different laws. Um we had a client, my partner just made a video about this. The dude was charged with a felony. Cause he put like, uh, like wrapping tape over his, uh, his license plate. Like you could still read the numbers on the license plate, but he colored it as a felony for tampering with your license plate. Like, why is that against the law? No, mm.
1: Mm, fuck with that state property. Mm-hmm. So how'd y'all get them off?
2: Um, gosh, I wish I knew the facts of it more. My partner handled it, but, oh, okay. um. I think I think it was a situation uh what we often do a lot of times is just really try to humanize our clients everyday court see names on a piece of paper we come in explain their background I think that this, this guy at the time had just lost his wife so he wanted to try new things and we explained that uh okay maybe he might have violated the law he doesn't deserve to go to jail for any amount of time just give him a fine make him take a class or something there are other ways to remedy the situation and make the state feel like they got their win without throwing the man in jail.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good approach. What's the wildest shit you got somebody off of?
2: Um, well, I will say I don't, I don't get people off. I, I, I might get them like really good deals, but a bad fact is a bad fact. I can't change a bad fact. Um, I've had maybe couple hundred clients one of them i got completely dismissed because there were just no facts um to to stick against my client but um
1: trying to think when you say facts what do you mean by that evidence
2: yeah mm. Uh like I, I, the story of that guy was um he's being charged with criminal threats and then he had a previous strike. So they were trying to go after him hard to get, cause in California you only get three strikes or whatever. So they saw this dude, he was like probably my age, maybe a year younger, 25, 26. And they were saying he criminally threatened his mom's boyfriend because they got into it, I guess in the morning. And what What my clients, uh, his mom and the girl, I mean his his mom and the, the boyfriend were arguing. He goes, checks in, sees what's happening. Now the boyfriend says, boyfriend calls the cops and said, he pointed a gun at me, threatened to kill me. Blah, blah, blah. He later changes his story when he's speaking to an investigator a couple weeks later. And then it really helped us because the boyfriend didn't want to come and testify. So I said, look, oh, also, this is crazy calls cops and says, pointing the gun, cops come do a search. They don't find the gun. No gun. You don't have a victim. What are we doing here? Dismiss this case, please. And they ended up doing it.
1: Mm, mm. There you go. Patriot, Johnny Cochran.
2: (laughs) Man, I'm trying, man. I'm really
1: trying.
2: It's it's a a fun gig. I'm helping people. I'm uh, learning a lot about people as well, just like on a psychological level.
1: Yeah. Are you people,
2: people come to us when when they're in their like deepest time of need. They trust us with their lives, essentially. Yeah. So it's a, it's a pretty strong sense of responsibility, but it's fun. We're getting great results. I'm loving it.
1: Um, Hold on. I'm trying to see if Canon is rocking the night. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. I just want to make sure we got Canon in there because Canon rocking after this. Um, you're in Cali. Any crazy laws that you've seen on the books out there? Like, yo, I didn't even know this shit existed. This is crazy.
2: There was one law that I found out that ended up uh, working to my benefit. I think the charge was it was like it's a crime to contribute to the delinquency of a minor. What is that? Um, mean? I exactly. What the fuck does that even mean? Contribute. <laughs> but I had a client who um he got caught up with his girl. He was 18, unbeknownst to him, the girl was 17. They were doing their thing or whatever. She goes to the cops. I'm like, they're trying to charge him with like child sex abuse. I'm like, dog, 17, 18. And California is one of these weird states. They don't have what's known as like a Romeo and Juliet law. So if they're within a couple of years of each other, other states are like, that's cool. But California is not one of them. Mm. However, I dug deep into the penal code, found out the contributing to the delinquency of a minor charge. I said, hey, let's just do this rather than child sex
1: abuse. Mm.
2: And we were able to do that and get a probation.
1: This nigga a genius. This nigga (laughs) a genius.
2: So you gotta, you gotta use those random ass laws to your advantage in my field a lot.
1: Yeah. you like, oh, I see what you're saying. So it might not be bad to get some of this stuff. It might be bad to get some of this stuff off because you might need that shit to get lesser shit to plea down to.
2: Right. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Like Mm. it's, it's, pretty much a game of negotiation, except cases that end up going to trial and you need to like prove your innocence before the jury. Like if there are some sticky facts on the record and there's nothing that I can do about it, it's my job to try to mitigate those facts and see how can I play with the law? How can I, how can I skirt around this charge, find another one, or let me actually read the law that they're charging with him with and see what the least amount of penalty could be. Mm.
1: I minimize that form.
2: Yeah, my favorite uh, are crimes that are known as wobblers. They can be charged either as a felony or a misdemeanor. I like to come in, get those wobblers reduced from felonies to misdemeanors. And then in California, we've got this thing called diversion, which I like to call a delayed dismissal. You apply for diversion. The judge either says yes or no, and then they'll put you on a diversionary period anywhere from 12 to 24 months. They might say, hey, obey all laws. It's like probation might, but you don't have to do any check-ins. They just say obey all laws, maybe do some community service or take a course, come back 12 months from now, your case will be dismissed. And then I like that because there's no conviction on your record ever. Mm. And it's just like the case was thrown out entirely. So it gives it gives um, people a chance to, I guess, pay their debt back to society without having their lives be completely ruined by having a a, a crime follow them for the rest of their life.
1: And yeah, that's called a diversion.
2: Yeah, I had um, I had a, a, a lady, one of my rare female clients, they're like majority men, but I had a lady, uh, she was leaving her home and the cops were there for like some other stuff, not at her home, but in her neighborhood. So she's exiting the neighborhood, she goes to her doctor's appointment, she comes back from her doctor's appointment cops got her neighborhood blocked off. She lives in a bad area. So this happens a lot. She's tired of that shit. She's like, I got, I got my son at home. I'm just going to drive to my uh, driveway. And then they were like, no, no, no. They chase after her. They try to arrest her. Um, they get into a little tussle, you know, maybe some legs were kicked, uh, some spit might've come out of the mouth, blah, blah. And, uh, they actually arrested her for assault with a deadly weapon. Cause they were trying to say the, when she drove past the officers that could have like killed them and, and bogus. Right. But I go to court. Um, so she calls me after she's released and said, Hey, I was arrested for this. We go to court and show up. Uh, they ended up charging her, not with assault with deadly weapon, because there was no evidence for that. They charged her with resisting arrest two counts because there were two officers. And that's my least favorite crime because who the fuck wants to be arrested? Like, if you're going to arrest me, dog, uh, I might have some hesitation now. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, okay, sir, arrest me. Yeah. So, um, And 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 it, she had every right because they arrested her for some bullshit that they didn't even charge her with. She clearly was not trying to assault nobody with a deadly weapon, but um, they charged that as felony resisting arrest too. So mm. I had to go in there. I talked to the judge. I said, reduce this shit to a misdemeanor. The judge said, sure, counsel. And then from there, I filed for diversion and I had a diversion hearing and the judge was like, all right, diversion granted.
1: This nigga good. This nigga good.
2: (laughs) My, bro, my, uh, my very first client, uh, I get this man back in January of 2022. Um, this is my first client. I'm brand new. I passed the bar on, or... I got it. I passed the bar in November, but I got admitted into the bar cuz I had to like do a whole ceremony at the court on December 30, 2021, and then so a couple of days after January we get this first client. I'm like, "What the fuck? I don't know what to do. I literally Wait a had second. no who, idea."
1: Cuz cuz <laughs> ain't no way I'm hiring a nigga just out of school. I'm like, "Hey, y'all got a senior rep around here somewhere?"
2: No nigga. <laughs> who hired
1: you? This nigga must have went to every attorney man. or
2: something. <laughs> um, man, shout, shout out shout out to uh, my guy. He, he's 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 from Compton. He was he was he was rapping and shit. So I felt like, "Oh, my first client is a rapper. This is perfect." Yeah. So, um, I don't know what the fuck to do. Anyway, <laughs> I'm reading laws and shit, and I'm going to court, you know, kind of just getting a feel for it, the procedures. Pretty much every time I go to court, I'm like, continuing it like hey can we come back a couple weeks from now a couple weeks from now blah 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 as I'm continuing it out I'm getting more experience with other cases I'm getting a feel for things and then um his case ended up resolving in August and what I was trying to do he was charged with failing with the firearm cops stopped him he had a backpack cops think there's a gun in the backpack cop gets out the car my client runs there was a gun found in the backpack Um, But I don't think anybody should have their life ruined for having a gun. We got the second amendment. So I love gun cases. I walk in, my goal is probation. I said, come on, bro, probation. Pretty much every time I go to court, the DA was like, nah, nah, nah. And I'm like, come on, son. So then I walk in, Uh, we even go to like preliminary hearing. We're like on the path to trial. I walk in one day, there's a brand new DA. I said, ooh, new DA, new opportunities. Hey read this. I want probation. And she gave us probation eight months later. So sometimes mm. you just got like, stick through it, fight, uh, and it'll, it'll work itself out.
1: Mm. I remember, um, I had this one case and my attorney was mean, she was on point and, um, it was, I had a total of three charges. I was that w- that I was going to court for at the same time, all traffic violations. And the third one was the worst one. I don't know what she said the dude, but he must have been in a good mood. That shit got dismissed. And that was my most egregious charge. <laughs> nice. I I did more 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 uh time on the other ones than I did that one. But yeah, sometimes, you know, you just get lucky. You get the right prosecutor there or the right DA. And Right, works out. right.
2: Right judge, right prosecutor. I just um I pray before every court hearing and it just works out. Mm. We always say um, they're not our clients; it's God's clients because it's God's firm. Because, like, really, he he's the boss. We might on papers be the owner of the business, but we work for the man upstairs. I like so he that. brings us the clients that uh, that that he knows needs our help.
1: Uh, the Rock and Roll Rebel Show said they want you to come on his show. Are
2: they cool? You you
1: like them? I don't even know who they is.
2: Ah, all right. Well, you gotta DM me <laughs> on Twitter at Sir Hottest, and then I'll think about it. If you had the Hotep Jesus sign of approval, it would have been yes.
1: I, I could, I can't say I co-sign him. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> oh man, we about to go to Cannon, man. Thank you for standing in for Uncle Hotep, man. Y'all clap it up for 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 Patriot Jay standing in for Uncle Hotep. Let's get some claps. Thank in the you, chat.
2: man. Yeah, I loved it. It was really an honor, man. I was telling Olivia, I am like, man, I've been on Timcast. Like, I think it'd be hyped to go on Joe Rogan. I'm just glad to stand in on Holtap's Been Told You. Like, this is literally the only podcast I watch. I'm not a big podcast listener because I can't listen to podcasts when I work because my brain don't function like that. And when I'm driving, like, I prefer to listen to music. But if I ain't got nothing to do Thursday night, I'm watching Hotep's Been Told You. I'm putting it on
1: the big screen and just having a good time. Salute. Salute. I appreciate you, man. Hey, we going to Crash Cannon Hotep's channel. Make sure y'all go over to Cannon Hotep's channel. Hit Hotep in the box when you get there. The party don't stop. The Hotep party don't stop. So we going there right now. I'll see y'all tomorrow for the Griff Report, 2 p.m. I'm Hotep J's. This is Patriot J. We out of here, man. Later. Save the date if you're not fake. H.J. got a plate and a hot take. They
0: gon' get you moving, right. These goofy types to keep keepin' lungs goofy tight. Look, let's get it lit like a lucy I right? Show the world that we can build when the crew unite. And while these frauds out finessing your protests, I'm in mean the gulags playing chess with the hoteps. The whole tip's been told you, don't sweat, bro, I ain't gonna hold you, keep receipts for the things that they told you, ears to the street, they got secrets to go through, the whole tips has been told you, don't sweat, bro, I ain't gonna hold you. Keep receipts for the things that they told you. Is to the street, they got secrets to go through. Old and build, y'all know the deal, we go in for real, and ain't got no chill. Teach me how to grip, teach me, teach me how to grip. Teach me how to grip. Teach me, teach me how to grip. O and build. Y'all know the deal. We go in for real and ain't got no chill. Teach me how to grip, teach me, teach me how to grip. Teach me how to grip. Teach me, teach me how to grip.